we keep recording these in the morning, which is yeah. weird because obviously you think at the life of a podcaster, a YouTuber, you wouldn't have to work in the morning. Why would my work be? Involved? Oh yeah, it's like oh everything's easy breezy. You can wake up at one p.m. and just do whatever you want. It's like, no, because last couple of weeks you've been on oh, no, at work, so Carl wake up at like you know eight o'clock so I can get a shower and go to the gym and then run to the <laughs> office. And sit down and just chat bollocks for about three and a half hours. So, yeah, I could do it. I mean, that sounds like, well, you know, it's what we normally do. you just got to wake up for it this yeah, time. you can't really complain. Well, not this time. <laughs> so, I hope not. But anyway, welcome to, oh God, is it episode 13 now? It's episode 13. Yes. Let's hope it's not bad luck. Well, it's always going to be bad luck. You know there's something wrong with the recording right now. The, the email... F- <laughs> it just hasn't shown itself until we stop recording. Yeah, the email from Brew is winging its way towards you right now, saying, today's video... <laughs> like, has today's episode gone up? Uh, not yet, Oh, no. yeah. Oh, God. Are you doing that after this? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting, like... I, I've been busy, like, getting home and making sure I'm alive like, oh, after right. the wedding yesterday. I'll periodically, like, just check my email things. I expect to get that one. Cause... You know what? <laughs> uh, you should probably expect... I do like, though, how... just. Oh, the podcast goes up on a Thursday. Any reason for that? Because Lucas just uploaded it on a Thursday twice in a row. So we decided that just becomes the day that we're doing now. I didn't even realise that was why. Yeah. It's just you did, <laughs> it, you did it two Thursdays in a row and then just brew email we're saying. So I guess Thursday's podcast day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so that way cool. people can listen to it either at work or they've got the weekend when they go for a run or something. And I was like, look, I'll look yeah, in the mirrors yeah. going, oh, it's just, there was no rhyme or reason to it. So, so yeah, be a bit up a little bit later on uh, the Thursday for last week's episode, but that's it's just uh, having a busy life at the moment. That's the way it is. So, um, Lucas, as per usual, what are you drinking, my friend? Um, I've just got a, a nice little cider. You have. This, this, is, the question, this is the question I was going to ask. Are you drinking today? It's the last couple of ones, it's been, what are you drinking? Coffee. We need coffee. Yeah. We've woken up early. We've got work. <laughs> the last couple of times, I've been doing stuff and it's 11 a.m. So right in front of me now, I have a bottle of water and a bottle of Corona. And I was waiting to see what you said to know which one to open. <laughs> so it's the Corona. So here we go. Let's get a nice pop on stream. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. That's that really nice ASMR for people. Oh, man. <laughs> have you ever done that, though? You've seen that I can open the bottle of... I can pop the top of a bottle of beer. So many times. Oh, with basically like anything yeah. that exists. And that's how I used to like, earn tips on a bar. So it's like, yeah. like and that noise. But I think I did it one time and it went up so high, it, it hit a light and it hit the light bulb and joined those fluorescent light bulbs and it just rained glass Oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it was awful. It all landed in a glass bin. It was like, well, we can't serve any cocktails for the rest of the day. Oh, God. So here's a fun fact for people if you uh, work in the food industry. If you drop a glass, any open mm-hmm. container within about two metres has to be thrown away. Like that that is the law. Yeah, like because like, of, there will be glass in or it. Or even if there's not, you just have to take a precaution. So like, if you drop a glass in the kitchen, every single piece of food in the kitchen that is open at that point has to be thrown away. And I remember like, yeah. there was a girl who was like, on an uh, evening once where we had um, an event on. So we had all the chafing dishes. Joe carried like 30, 40 like, portions of food in them. Walked in with, with oh, right, pints yeah. of water for the chefs and drop the entire tray right in the oh. right in the middle of the kitchen and everything had to be thrown <laughs> away like and we and it was, luckily we always made more food than we needed to it was always like if it was food for 200 make it for 220 make it for 230 yeah because you'll always get one yeah. person who changed their mind at the last minute 
He always gets someone who asks mm. for seconds or sends it back and complains. So luckily we had enough food, but it's just the it's just the chef just looked her dead <laughs> in the eye, picked up the chafing dish and put the entire thing into the bin. And it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, this this is why we only allow like our kitchen to have um, like plastic and stuff in it, oh, yeah. no glasses. Ordinarily, we do glass classify because the chefs aren't going to drop them. It's just like this glass walks in and just drops yeah. an entire tray on the floor. One time, it's the same thing like on the bar. If you drop a glass on the bar and you have like open things like le- lemons or wedges are in it, you have to throw all them away. It's yeah. like, oh man, there was nothing worth all that prep. Yeah, work. <laughs> I st- and um, there's a, a good trick we used to learn in. Um, which I thought was fairly universal, where if the ice is off, like say someone drops a glass on, you, you can't prove, because the glass is see-through and so is ice. So what, what yeah, you do yeah. is you get a cup full of cordial and throw it in the ice tray or in the ice in the right. ice bin and wait for it to melt. And it's like, oh, it's bright red, you can't use it. We had a girl on the bar who yeah, didn't yeah. know that was a thing and just thought it was coloured ice and served someone. It's like, no, no, you can't do that. Oh, Don't do that. No, there might be a bit of glass in it and we'll get sued. Don't do that. It's like, no. So, oh god, that was that was really harsh. Oh man, oh, yeah. I, was, but, um, cause I remember working there, and like when I was taught all the health and safety stuff, and we yeah, we, yeah. Went, like, we revamped everything, and we had like a new labeling system. And my manager said, uh, "Carl, you're the only person who's not allowed to use the label maker. And I went, Why? <laughs> went, because you'll put stupid labels and everything." And you know what? You're right. I would. I fully. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. I would do that because it'd be very funny. Um, so I was not allowed to use the label maker, <laughs> which I found quite... Oh, God. The only person who wasn't. I mean, I I agree with this decision there, Carl. I'm not yeah, everyone would have had their own labels on stuff. Because so I was like... Uh, the thing is that the people who got to use it were just printing off labels that just said... Um, oh, what's it now? Like, kick me and stuff, and put them on the backs of everyone's coats. And then you walk, you're oh, walking yeah, in yeah, to serve, like... Because um, I think the dean of a university... Oh, I think once we had um, I think we had Ian Blunkett in once. Is it Ian Blunkett or is it uh, David Blunkett? David uh, Blunkett, the MP. You're asking the wrong yeah. person. No, no, sorry, David Blunkett, the MP. And the reason that's important is because he's blind. He's famous oh, okay. for being blind. And I remember because we walked in, we were dicking around, like in um, like in front of where like where they were. And my, and my manager came over and went, "Stop doing that! You're embarrassing us." And I just turned and very matter of fact, I went, "He's blind." He can't, he can't see what we're doing. Oh, God. That was great, though, because I remember that we had to serve his dog because he came in for food. Oh. And we had to serve his dog food, and we gave, we gave his dog, like, a little bowl with some chicken in it. It was great. Did the bowl say best customer oh, ever? Matt, we, I hope uh, we, we couldn't put anything on it. It was, it was like, just a posh bowl, like, what, like oh. the spare But we, we had to serve... Should have got the label made. Yeah, we served his dog food. It's great. Well, I just thought it was quite funny. It's like, stop doing that. It's like, you're embarrassed. It's like, he, he's <laughs> literally, he cannot see what we're doing. He doesn't know what's happening. No, he was great. He came in. He, he was coming all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I remember, because um, we used to have like light throwers, which like you can decorate the mm. room with them. It's, and if, if everyone wants like a tip for a wedding, because we used to do weddings as well. If you ever want a wedding to look good, just buy the, or rent these things. And they're just, just boxes that put out light. And we put them in the corner of the room and you can just change the color. Say, oh, I want a purple wedding. So set all these lights, set oh, all right, these lights yeah, to course, purple, yeah. put them around the corner of the room. The room's now glowing purple. And it's like, oh, cool. Mm. And um, I think my manager, again, they sent a request. They were like, oh, does Mr. Blunkett have any preference on what colour he'd want? 
and and they obviously said I think it used to be Labour, so they said obviously Labour's colours. Oh, right, yeah, would yeah. you even know though? Because obviously you can't see. But then at the same time, <laughs> what was even more embarrassing though is after I said that, my manager went, "What's Labour?" It's like, oh, oh it's like one of those two political parties, the red and blue. It's so simple. I was going to say, just tell him it's the blue one. Oh, that would have been great. He comes in, it's the conservative <laughs> colours. So we heard you jump shit, oh. Mr. Blunkett. <laughs> oh, man, that was just, Someone take a picture of him. <laughs> just surrounded by blues. But that's a big thing. <laughs> it's why you always see like, in American politics, well, if you ever watch like, the, like obviously that kicks off next year, don't you, the, the debates and the elections. Oh, yeah, like Dem- liberals versus Democrats, yeah. Yeah, Democrats always wear blue ties and Republicans always wear red ties. Yeah. It's so weird. Did I have to say red ties for both then? No. Oh, okay, I thought... You said blue ties. I thought red. I said red <laughs> twice. Oh, what the hell? So, yeah, everybody wears red ties. It's such a weird dynamic, that is. It's always red versus blue. I mean, it, it's just the age-old tradition, you know, back since those Halo Machinima days. That's where it all comes yeah, from. Yeah, now. it's not... That's, you know what? That's probably history at this point. How old's Halo for <laughs> 20 years? God, it yeah. probably is. Oh, God. It's not far off. Oh, but like that's, uh, you know what? Let's use that as a jumping off point because me and you, we're 90s kids, aren't we? Through, oh, yeah, through yeah. and through to the bell. Like, what for you like surprises you the most when someone says, Oh, do you remember this thing came out so many years ago? Because I think the one that for me someone pointed out, like, Shre- I think Shrek, the original Shrek. Do you want to take a guess on how long ago that came out? Because this is one that always gets me. I'm like, that was like 2001 or two, wasn't yeah, so it? Yeah, I have a guess. What was the release date? Yeah, 2001. So Shrek is now 18 years old. Nearly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That barely legal Shrek. Oh, oh God. Oh, what? The Wikipedia page for it. Joe's uh, got an 84% on Metacritic. That's not bad. Really? Yeah. Uh, and it says, like, because I've got the, the summation here, and it says, release date, 29th of June, 2001, so barely legal Shrek, story by William Stieg, featured song, I'm a Believer. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, you know what? We've got to find out. We've got to be Shrek 2, though, on it? When did Shrek 2 come out? Oh, my God. Shrek 2 would have been 03? <laughs> you know, Shrek 2, here we go. It grossed $919 million. Oh. It nearly grossed a billion dollars at the fucking box office, man. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. No wonder they made like 18 Shreks. No fucking one. My Shrek is just like, it's the ultimate money spinner. Have you ever heard of that? Well? Carl, how much money did the lovely spin off that everyone loves? Wait. Just Puss and Boots. Let's find oh, yeah, out Puss in Boots. Puss and Boots, mate. Puss in Boots. Puss. But not Puss and Boots, the rip off Puss, Puss in Boots. Boots. Uh, movie, is it? There we go. Yeah. So it's Puss in Boots, it's 2011. Uh, it grossed five hundred fifty-five million on a hundred thirty million dollar oh budget. Oh my god! You, I'd say add another hundred million to that for marketing because that's always what you do the budget. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. this is great. There is a picture of Antonio Banderas at the premiere, and he's just with a he's with a mascot in a fucking a pussy boots costume and Selma <laughs> Hayek on his other arm. He looks like an absolute like he's got Selma Hayek and a giant cat. But the, but the costume <laughs> looks so realistic. I'm not sure what to make of this. I, I really don't know what to make of it. Lucas, go, just Google sh- Puss in Boots. Let's, let's find this, yeah, shot. I'd send it to you on Facebook, but I don't have Facebook on this computer. Um, I can't... So I don't know what I just, to, am I just searching Puss in Boots? Go on the Wikipedia movie. page. Like, folks at home, join in. Go to the Wikipedia... Everybody, yeah. look up this picture so, on the Wikipedia so you want page it now. of Puss in Boots. I remember it's Puss in Boots, not Puss in Boots. Oh, yeah, the rip-off one. The rip-off one. So you, you got it? 
I mean, you... I'm going through all my ads first. Oh, no. He's on the Wikipedia uh, page. No, yeah, yeah, I found the Wikipedia page. No, Google's yeah, okay. just like, oh, I found it. Yeah, you just oh, scroll down. Like, how weird, how realistic does that cat suit look? It's on the cast section for anyone that needs to yeah, know. The cat. Like, cat. It's just, oh, it's Salma Hayek, and she's just giving, like, the proper side eye to this guy in the Pussy Boots costume. <laughs> you know what? She's like, leave my Antonio. Do you know what cracks me up, though, the most? It's the caption on the bottom that says, Salma Hayek, Antonio Banderas, and Puss in Boots at the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Puss in Boots is the character. It reminds me a lot. Have you ever seen um, Godzilla King of Monsters out? Um, I think it may be out now, or it's had its premiere. At the premiere, they always uh, invite yeah. Godzilla. Have you heard this? No. no like, again, it's like type in, you got your computer in front of you, type in just Godzilla premiere or, or Godzilla appearance or something like that because they always get a guy in a Godzilla costume to turn up and this year for Godzilla King of Monsters, they brought a guy in the costume and made him wear a bow tie. I'm not fucking kidding. So you got Godzilla in a bow tie at the Godzilla like, King of Monsters premiere. Right, Godzilla premiere 2019. I'll just put bow tie at the end <laughs> Just see well. if it comes up. Just people, join along. I'm sending you on a jerk. I've seen this. I know it. I know, I know yeah. it exists. Right. You found it. So when I search that, one of the top results it's... is just like a photoshopped image of someone putting a bow tie on top of like the actual movie image. Oh, okay. That seems kind of pointless. But yeah, he got invited to the premiere. And I like to think they actually sat down and watched the film in the costume. Oh, I've got You've it. Got it. I've got yeah, it. He's wearing a little bow tie. Just have to scroll down a little bit. <laughs> just got that like nice little bright blue bow tie. Yeah, it's, um, he looks so. Have happy. you ever heard of like, all the awards that Godzilla's gotten over the years? So like, as far as like what Godzilla himself? Yeah, Godzilla, the fictional monster, has gotten <laughs> loads of awards. I think he has been granted um, honorary citizenship to Tokyo, a city he has destroyed four times in his movies. And he, I mean, would you not just give him the keys to the city at this point? And do you know what else like, he's got? He's been made an ambassador for tourism. For promoting yeah, Japanese well, ideals. In, keep, the tourists, <laughs> keep the tourists safe from Mothra. But I think in the award they say, he's, he's, sometimes he destroys Tokyo, but most of the time he protects it. <laughs> but he's always lived with the idea of like, you know, promoting tourism. So Godzilla is the official ambassador for tourism. I love how, like... You see Godzilla rising out of the ocean, and it's like, oh god, what are we, what Godzilla are we getting today? What side of the bed did he wake up? He's either going to completely destroy this city, or he's just going to come up and he's going to ask, he's going to ask people for having a good time. He's going to like <laughs> carry planes down to the airport. He's going to divert planes with his atomic fire breath. That's how he promotes tourism. Divert planes or just destroy them on impact. It's one of those weird things. Where it's like Godzilla originally obviously was a villain, was a terrifying villain, and then he became like kind of a hero. And there's one of the movies, I forget which one it is, I think it's like maybe it's um, Godzilla vs. Ghidorah, where mm. in the movie he destroys this giant white building. And the story goes that in Tokyo, or the, bit, or the part that Japan is in, like, that building is like the tax center. It's, like the, it's the equivalent <laughs> of like the IRS or something. So all yeah, like, on the, yeah. at the premiere, everyone cheered when he knocked it over. Godzilla hates taxes. He, he cheered when he destroyed the tax thing. It's like, oh, that's so good. Godzilla hates taxes. Godzilla. Yeah, Carl, don't we all? Oh, man. Just the idea, though. People cheering when he destroys the, ta- he destroys the tax <laughs> centre. Well, then, uh, Japanese government found out and just decided about taxes. So, yeah, now he, now he works for the government. That's <laughs> how they got him. 
First, it, why like, do you think he's wearing a bow tie? Yeah, at first, on? he was fighting against the man, and now he is the man. Godzilla <laughs> sellout confirmed. Where she was, I was jumping off point. It's like films coming out this week. What have you been up to this week, Montfrey? I mean, so yesterday I went to a lovely wedding. Oh, that my who was he getting, like my my friend's wedding. Who was he getting married? Uh, Do I know them? Nice. Um, probably not. Probably not. You say that. Like one of my my friends from like high school. Oh, all right, fair enough. So. Fair enough. And what did you do, Lucas? I don't think you met. What them. was your role in the wedding? Uh, my role was to have food and wine. Oh, you were seat <laughs> seat filler then. Yeah. So I, I was I was just a. I guess. Okay, so the thing is, though, which bit were you invited to? Because when it comes to weddings, like, tiers of guests, isn't there? It's like, were you invited so to... I got promoted. Were you invited to the ceremony or just the after do? I was invited to the reception first, and then two people dropped out, so me and my girlfriend were invited to replace them. In the ceremony? Uh, not in the ceremony, no. Oh. Like, we were at the ceremony. Okay. And in the daytime and that, at the meal and everything. Oh, so you, had the, you were... Oh, in there then. You had the all-access pass. That was the, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the equivalent so of the VIP. It, it went from evening only to, oh, Fuck it. You, you're being pulled out of the substitution bench. Yeah, you bring me in, coach. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> so I love that. I've got this. It's how, you can tell, it's how you can always tell how close a friend you are with a person. It's like, did I get invited? to? Do they just want people to, like, you know... Bring, do you want me to just bring a present to the, like, the reception and the after yeah. party? Or do they actually want me to witness like you know the marriage being... Uh, what's the correct yeah, term for I, it? I've it's not consummated, to... is it? <laughs> because consummated, no. be, you just watch them get their fuck on afterwards. Oh, God. So what was the word? Is it officiated? Officiated, I don't, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. They want to watch that wedding. Because it reminds me of... Um, there's a friend of mine who... I won't say his name. It's not embarrassing. But he was married for, I think, a week. Oh, a week. He got. He was like for like a week, two weeks. But oh, he was one of those guys where he got married so he could have a stag do, and we know this because he had three stag do's. Oh, <laughs> and he used no. the excuse every time of, oh, "Well, not everyone could make it the first time, so I had another one." Yeah, yeah, the classic. Oh well, I've got to have like different groups of friends or different stag do's. Yeah, that's the one. And I remember because I didn't know him that well, but he invited me to one. He said, "Oh, do you want to come to my yeah. stag do? I think it's like Newcastle or something." And I looked and I went, "You know what? Fuck it, I'll go." <laughs> and I just turned up like what's the theme and he went we don't know yet um, I'm not arranging it obviously I went oh okay so I paid like sent the money to whoever it was and turned up and it ended up like oh yeah what we're doing is we were originally going to get a party boat but the party boat got cancelled okay. no it was no it was a party limo where you drive around in a limo and they just give you drinks and basically you just lean out the window like a jackass and they said unfortunately okay. you can't do that because um, it's out of order but you can pick anything from the list of other experiences. And do you know what my mate picked? From other party experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's just various things you can do in the city. And he picked. Oh, and- I thought thought it was like, so you can pick like, you know, just here are the party vehicles we have. Choose one. Well, that's what it is. It's stuff. The party jet. Well, right there was the stuff top. like, oh, you can go uh, like paintballing. That's all that sort of oh, stuff. Okay. And the one he picked yeah, was yeah. the 80s party boat. <laughs> where it was it goes up and down the river playing 80s music and it's you just drink constantly while you're there so he thought you know what fuck it we'll do that because it'll be us and a group of like 30 40 year olds just like listening to 80s music just drinking like endless pints of guinness I mean, oh god oh, man, it was actually a really good laugh i mean it if we if it was with the right people that yeah. does sound like it'd be great it's one of those things where if you get one like stick in the mud you get one person who's got like, a wet blanket it ruins the entire evening because they they, yeah, they exactly. think it's shit but it's they don't think it's shit in the way where it's shit so it's good 
We're having yeah, fun. We're having fun just, because it's I'm so bad. I'm going to sit here and tell everybody how bad the night yeah, is. You, you, what, we, what you do, so you can either do that and sit there and sulk, or you can go downstairs and you can dance with a 55-year-old woman. Like, oh, hello, young man. What are you doing here? And you just tell her, my friend's getting married. Do you like a dance? That's what you're supposed to do, innit? If you want to stag do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just found that really funny where we did that. And I think after that, uh, we had to get suited and booted. So let's go back to the flat and get suited because that was like in the day. It's like, oh yeah. Because, oh really? Yeah, because obviously it's, the people who are doing it are quite old. So it stopped. Oh, it started course, at like yeah, three yeah. in the afternoon and ended at about <laughs> seven. So we got That's back. party no, time, yeah. Cole. <laughs> that prime party time, 3pm until 7 You're looking out onto this river and just seeing just a group of like 40-year-old women and they're just some young lads just in fucking Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. And then the, the stag was wearing, I think, a dress with giant fake tits on it. It just we were just oh, waving God. at people as they went past. It was great. And then we got like suited and booted, and they said, "Oh, what I've, what I've done is I have booked us to get followed around by bar wenches, which is another thing that you can pick." And basically, what? it's no, it's, it's two women dressed in lederhosen who follow you around okay. all night, and they basically they buy all your drinks, so you don't have to go to the bar. I mean, okay, yeah, that's what they do. Like, so you, they turn. So up. you just went to normal bars and the, these. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. just they know you around and buy the drinks. Yeah, for and them. they know all the bars to go to because obviously they're from the area and they have like they yeah, get you yeah. you do walk straight in because obviously you booked ahead and they have all the tickets and they know the bouncers oh, okay, and okay. The people behind the bar. So it's like you just walk into so you just like I think you just like give them fifty quid and then every time you just sat down they just come oh it's shots now what and you just have like you, just, <laughs> you look so baller when you're just sat in the middle of like you know a club and then just like the two. Like most ridiculously stacked women I've ever seen come across the bar in the shortest <laughs> skirt. I, I thought they were wearing belts at first. They walk oh up and they say, "Come on, guys, everyone do shots." Uh, I mean, uh, that 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 sounds like a pretty good experience. To be fair, like, things I went when, like, when you add in like all the the extra stuff of like you know getting booked ahead and getting in yeah. and getting drinks early and stuff like. But that, it's, yeah. it's that thing of like you know what I'm like in person. You know I'm like I'm a weak, nervous boy. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a very passive boy and obviously these uh, girls they work stag do's so they know what's going on but like, my mate was getting really into it they were coming up and going okay now do a shot and they put the shot in between a cleavage and I went I'm alright love oh god <laughs> and then, then my mate went Carl if you don't do it you're not invited to the wedding I'm like oh no I kind of want to go to the wedding now <laughs> <laughs> so it was like you know that moment in the Simpsons where like Smithers has got the women dancing towards him with their asses and Smithers is like covering his eyes Oh yeah, it was like, like no, it no, was no, like no. that because I'm on the floor, I'm like, but I don't want to get my suit dirty because I've only got one. And like, no, lie on the floor <laughs> right now, and we're gonna just like put shots between our cleavage and pour them into your mouth. It's like, no, <laughs> please stop. I don't want this. I just rather have the shot. Oh, just call that lying on the floor, just palming away these words. It's like, no, please. I just want to please drink. Save me. Oh man. So do you want to go to the um, you go to the stag for this dude's wedding then? Oh, no, no. So I'm friends with the bride. Oh, okay. And you got the hen? Uh, no, I did not. Ah, oh, no, man. That's a shame. My, my girlfriend went to the hen do. Like, that's it now. I've got a girlfriend, so she gets I've in, been replaced. She gets invited to the hen do. Yeah. Oh, man. Think of it. I've not been on a hen do, but I've heard of the crap. Like, I've worked a lot of them. I mean, it's like, it's like I've the end of the world. been to one, but it was just a, let's go to some bars and have a drink. Ah, fair enough. So I've, I've worked them. And they are bad. So I thought men were bad. Like, so I've always said that, like, men are terrible when they drink. Men get violent. 
but mm. women, women get crazy. And I don't women mean, I don't, get insane, like especially when it's like a group of women. Yes, that's the thing. I, I don't you mean tend to find the more middle aged they are, the more dangerous they are. Yeah, I'm saying that because yes. I sound very stated when I so I should like you know step back. It's because the weddings that I've worked, generally they are. It's like um, it's not usually the bride that's the issue. It is when they invite like their auntie. When they invite like oh, yeah, the yeah. thirty-five to forty-five year old like auntie, who is like her first night out in like six months, and <laughs> she's on and she's had like and she's six gin and tonics deep, and you're walking past and they're just grabbing your nutsack and they're palming at you. It's like please don't. Oh god, it's no. a friend of mine. Oh, and I've, I, it's one of those jobs where he told me about it and I was like really jealous until I heard what happened, and he was hired to do topless bartending for a hen. Oh day. no. No, 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 yeah. no. And he said, that would be horrible. He was like, £100 for a shift. And he went, yeah, I'll do that for 100 quid and tips. And he said, I'll never again. Yeah, never, ne- never again. Never do that. Never, ever. And he said, I, everyone was so nice up until it got to, like, you know, halfway through the night. And I said, like, you know, the aunties and other people. Yeah, from, like, like, when you hit that, like, five, six drinks yeah. in. Oh, like, like, Karen from The Office. <laughs> and she's just going. Just, she's, the night just takes yeah. a bad turn. And they're just, and he's like, I, just, I wanted to go home after half an hour. And he said there were people in the back room crying. I'm not kidding. No way. Met, oh like, my God. Fully grown, like huge buff dudes are crying because of what, like, I don't want to go out there. And the boss is like, you've got to get out there. Jesus Christ. Oh, people get crazy at Hendu's, man. And oh, same yeah. as like. And that, the worst thing is, I think like a lot of movies and stuff will build them up to be this thing where it's like, oh, it's fine. Like, we all sleep with the strippers and stuff, and like the barless bar, the topless bartenders, and all this will just like clamor all over us. So that's kind of what is built up in their head. Yeah, it's like, I think up. movies, I think skins. Because over in the UK, parties aren't really that big a dish deal. Like house parties, as we've talked about before. I'd say compared yeah, to yeah, I American mean, like ones, they're just a bit of a laugh. Yeah, they're a fairly muted that. affair. You compare like yeah, yeah, they're the not part, normally crazy. The house parties in what American Pie. But I think it's skins, yeah. skins. The show Skins, I think, made people think, oh no, I have to do what I've seen in Skins. We have to have parties where like, we wreck the entire house. Yeah, wreck the entire house. Like People are just absolutely high out of the minds and just like vomiting everywhere, yeah. destroying everything. And I've been to house parties like that because um, when I was in college, I knew the guy who knew everybody because I ended up I, was, oh, course, I, I sat yeah, next yeah. to him in school so I kind of like just fell <laughs> ass backwards into like going to the house parties and there was that one guy who his entire life was I just throw the house parties oh really yeah that was his thing I, I'm the guy who throws the house parties and he didn't give a crap if his house got wrecked but then like five, when I go back five years later he's still that guy and I think oh no oh god no oh no he does it so he can hang out with like you know 17 year olds Oh, yeah. no. Oh. But, Carl, what? do you remember that Skins parties were an actual thing? Oh, yeah. Like, there were, like, big events where it was like, oh, you can go to these crazy parties like you've seen on Skins. And it was just like, like tw- yeah. this does yeah, it, this does not sound like a good I, think I went to stuff like that, and it's always like, it's 20 quid for a ticket, and you turn up and you get three shots of corkies. And then pay six quid for drinks. It's like, it's awful. Oh, the older I've gotten, the more I've realised those parties sucked so much. Yeah, just ass. abusing like these 18-year-olds who think Skins is cool and just have no idea what's better yeah, out there. It's like, I went to like a warehouse raves. I went to 
um, what was it, phone parties. Yeah. Like, costume, I think, like, um, what is it now? Silent disco. Silent disco. They, they are all terrible. It's a gimmick to get you to spend money. And I sound yeah. like such a jaded old ass man when I say stuff like that. What do you mean sound like? Oh, oh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, no, I think the worst one I went to is a silent disco. And they gave you headphones. But then what happened was the DJ spilt his drink on the decks. So they told everyone to just put their own headphones in. No. Oh, no. That's so horrible. So, just, so everyone just dancing around to their own fucking yeah, music it's anyway. it's so bad. It's like you can't even... The thing is, it's a cool idea on paper until you want to talk to somebody. Because then yeah. you have to take the headphones off. And then when you become the man who's like trying to get a girl to take his headphones off, which we've established on this podcast already, you never <laughs> will be like that you guy. It's like a girl with headphones on, Carl. It is better, just though. Just take them to a silent disco. It is good, though, when you want to get a drink. It's, it's, because, it's great when you want to get a drink. It's the bar. You can hear everybody. Just the most awkward sensation when you've had this booming music in your ear for like an hour, maybe longer, and you just take it off and all you hear is like, the clamouring of footsteps <laughs> and people sweat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you hear people sweat. You hear people oh, sweat, Carl. That's, 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 that's bad you. sweat. Oh, man, it reminds me of, I think, the very first time I got to uni. So, obviously, I was a young boy. I was just, like, 18 years of age. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been to, like, a couple of times, but like I said, oh, we're going to have a big, it's Freshers' Fest. This is where it happens. Like, this is where all the freshers go. This is the moment that has been built up to you for years. I remember. Like, I this walked. is your freshers' week. And we waited in a queue for an hour like, to get in. And we got to the mm. front of the queue and they said, um, do you got tickets? No. Oh. And they said, oh, this is the, this is the queue for tickets. I went, where's the queue for not tickets? And they pointed down the road and we looked and we saw like a queue that went all the way around the block. And we <laughs> sat there. And we just said to ourselves, like, do we even give a shit anymore? Like, that was our first day at uni. We already felt like giving up. Yeah, and- I remember I went to another event the night that Freshers Fest happened in my year. My Freshers year. And um, I I basically, like, walked past that queue that was going all the way down the road and was like, well, I'm fucking glad I didn't go there then. Yeah, I'm not going to do this. because Luckily for me, I joined the Improv Society that year. And yeah. we had, like, we were performing, but we performed at, like, three in the afternoon. But in return for that, we all got free passes. Oh, so okay. what happened was I was already inside Freshers Fest when it kicked off and all the drinks started going off. And I had kind, <laughs> and I did the smart thing of, I said, I'll do it. And I spent all my time talking to the people, working behind oh, the scenes, okay, yeah. so that later in the evening when everything kicked off, I could walk in and out to go to my flat, which was nearby, to, like, get <laughs> drinks and then go back yeah. to the party. Because then I could walk up and, like, the bouncers, I just go to him, oh, hi, it's me again. And he go, oh, yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah. That is a pro tip for you folks. Whenever you start working somewhere new, always make friends, if you like working bar, with the bouncer and the people who clean up. Yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. The bouncer wants... Never to, piss them off as well. Because the bouncer can always get you in and the people who clean up can also get you in. Yeah. that was the one. Uh, that's the thing is... As soon as you know someone like the doorman, just like, you can just walk up to the front and it is just like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, is, the thing is, though, is there any nice feeling more like, like more baller than walking up to the front and the bouncer just goes, go on, lad. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love that shit. It was so good. So I used to work in a nightclub in Sheffield and um, the nightclub that um, it was paired with was Embrace, which is shut down now. 
and it was famous to be one of the super clubs of the UK. Yeah, so it was like you go in and there's like three or four floors. Three or four floors, yeah. Multiple different like rooms and they all had different music on and yeah. different bars. It went, and stuff yeah. like that. it went all the way back to the days of like the 90s days, like floor filler and Ministry of Sound and just huge warehouse raves. But obviously over yeah, time, yeah. that's not really viable anymore. And I know from behind the scenes working there that that place never made money. Because it's, really? it's so massive that even if you get 3,000 people in, like three times a week, you still not turn a profit. You have so many members of staff on the bar. You have so much Jesus. upkeep. You have to clean it. You have to like have like fifteen bouncers. You have to have like yeah. four, you have to have a manager on every bar, and then one for each floor. It's crazy, oh, and it hell. never made money. But the reason I love going there is because I worked for the company, so you get straight in. Mm. Um, you get free drink. You get free drinks because obviously all the bartenders know each other. And the rule was: give free drinks to anyone on bar and they come into your bar. You also give them free drinks. Oh, so right, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the rule, and um, it was frowned upon. But the manager's like, I don't care because obviously the man, if the manager played the hell up, they're just that means when you can't go into our bar now. And yeah, I think yeah, no manager wanted to be the first manager to get all their staff banned or barred from the other bar. Because obviously, yeah. that, what a way to kill staff morale instantly. I know, yeah. And oh, so all these bars that you like go to and get free drinks, oh yeah, you can't go to any of those anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Do we get free drinks when I come here? Well, actually, no, you're not allowed to come into this bar because you work here. Because that was the rule. And then it's just like, right, well, we all yeah. quit. That was the rule. You can't come to your own bar, but you can go to any other ones. Yeah, and of course, The reason yeah. I used to go there all the time is because they used to get guests in, but they got the worst fucking guests. Like, one year, they had Bodger and Badger. <laughs> and I was so annoyed because um, the guy turned up, but he didn't bring the Bodger and Badger puppets. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was just the guy that puppeteered Bodger and Badger, not even no, he, I think Yeah, he brought. He didn't bring the puppets. And then Sutty and Sweep came one year, but then Sweep didn't turn up. So we only had <laughs> Sutty. And I think the guy just made poor the, Sutty. The guy made Lost the excuse. He said, in the yeah, he said Sutty was sick. And I think one time we had uh, Lamar. Lamar came, and everyone just threw white and glow sticks at his head. <laughs> and he did like that. Uh, they had the Cheeky Girls come one year. That was fun. Oh, I remember the that cheeky one. Girls. Uh, we had Black My Lace. My flatmates were freaking out. Yeah, they had Black Lace, who sung Agadoo. And they performed Agadoo Live, which was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Because it's like being at a wedding where everyone's drunk. So it's like being at a wedding. <laughs> Oh, fact, I think did like, they just sing Agadoo and then fuck off? They did Agadoo and they did um, uh, is it Conga? They did the Conga Line song. Oh really? They did okay. that, yeah. And I think one time they had the fast food rockers in. That was fun. Oh god, oh, man! Like, they, they used to get all of them in because I used to ask the manager like, who's in this week, so I can tell if I want yeah, to come yeah. out to meet them. What uh, absolute stupid shit all yeah. this time? And I think one week you said we got Danny Dyer coming in. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. I'm meeting Danny Dyer. <laughs> and I remember everyone wants me Dan my housemate at the time said I will give you 20 quid I'll pay for your drinks for the night if I can meet Danny Dyer because I want him to call me Treacle <laughs> and I just went to my boss like can I go I don't want to meet Danny I don't really give a fuck what can my mate meet him he went yeah yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine so I took her to meet him and she went in and she like talked to him and she said all he did was come and say alright Treacle and she just me- she melted and just like left because she couldn't handle it. She couldn't deal with it. That me. was it. Yeah. That was all she needed though, Carl. We, we just just walked in, got what she needed and walked straight back out. just goes, oh, all right, treacle. Just like, oh, oh, oh. Imagine having okay, that power. Imagine having you know that what, power. Carl? It's crazy. So what was like, this wedding then? Did they do the classic British thing at a wedding? Like, what was the songs like? 
Um, so, to be fair, it was like a good mix of the cheesy, like, Agadu and all that. That's what we need to establish. And one. then had a lot more, like, recent stuff, yeah. you know. Let's establish like, them for Bruno Americans. Bruno yeah. on there and stuff like that. And, but for Americans yeah. listening, a British wedding is it's so stereotypical. Like, there's so many stereotypes of a British wedding that are all true. Like, Peter Kay, like the comedian, has an entire routine about this. Yeah, he can fucking nail it in one. Yeah, that he, like, that he sells on a sellout tour that every person listening goes, it's fucking true. And it is that. There will, because, obviously, at a wedding, you will always have, like, an eclectic mix of people. And you mm-hmm. have people of all ages. You have young kids, and all the way up to, like, sometimes 90, 100-year-old grandparents... Yeah, he yeah. says the number, the, like the staples are always the eighties classics. You'll always get Come on Eileen. You'll always get Agadu, and you always get the YMCA. Oh god! So yeah. did they play YMCA at this thing? I am not sure. Was you leave early? I well, I left like an hour or so early, so uh, I might I have played it right at the end. But we had like a half an hour walk, and it was like I'm tired and I'm a bit drunk, and we've got to walk down this road that I don't think has any actual walkways on it. Do you know what you should have done? You should have gotten to play the conga line song and then just conga to your house. <laughs> just like stood at the yeah, back. Yeah, so we were staying at this hotel that was literally like a couple of minutes drive down the road. But it was like through like country lanes with no lighting. Oh, um, no. Then down this like fucking road with like a 50 mile an hour speed limit and no pavements on the side. <laughs> like. At that and point. we were just walking down this really narrow fucking path to the side. Just these cars bombing it past us at night. Just drunk and tired and trying not to fall into the middle of the road. Just holding on to your girlfriend saying, just tell just tell my mum I love her. This is it. This is, <laughs> this is how it ends. Your well, life you know just flash before your eyes. So I went to um, my girlfriend's sister's wedding last year. Oh, okay. And they actually... <clears throat> I mean, they had the the British traditional songs and all that. They had the Congo and all oh, everything like that. But they both really liked, like rock music and metal music. So we got to a certain point of the night where I was like, right, we've played the classics. We've played, like, what every wedding has to have. Yep. And now it's just a metal section and all where the, we're all, all going to yeah, head back. All the uncles and aunties have gone home. Yeah. There's a couple people left, but you know what? It's, the people who are left are our friends in their mid-twenties. Exactly. Let, and it was just like, I was sat on the side for a while, like, oh, I don't like cheesy songs like this. Like, I've been to enough weddings. Yeah. And then, like, it's just like, when's the metal coming on? When's the metal coming on? And then it happened, and it was just like, right, we're up, let's just, go. Yeah, people equal shit. Um, just people equal shit. My sleep not comes on. I'm like, yeah, I'll take you that, grandma. <laughs> Slow bodies like, to the floor, Carl. I like what our mutual friend did. Do you know this wedding I'm talking about? I've said, what's the name again? But what they did is, in a di- when you got your RSVP, you mm-hmm. like. I'm, I'm saying this to people at home. I know you're saying it. You went. You oh yeah. There. So without the name, I was trying to think of what you were leading into. Yeah, on the, on the RSVP. Exactly where you going? Yeah, on the RSVP. In addition to writing down like whether or not you were going and what your preference for a meal was, you had to write down a request for a song. And they instead of getting a DJ and spending like five hundred quid on that, they made a Spotify mm-hmm. playlist that had everyone's song on it. So it was a Spotify. And you know what? It was really good. Fair play, because that's exactly the kind of thing I'd want to do. It was really good because obviously. 150 guests, you have 150 songs, that's like a four-hour playlist. That's yeah, the, yeah. the thing. And obviously when your song comes on, you go, like, you go apeshit. And I, obviously I requested Africa by Toto. The <laughs> thing course. is, though, I think about 14 other people requested it because it kept coming on that night. 
<laughs> my odds thing is... Do you remember like, what I did with all of our friends in the group? That um, I think my ex-girlfriend who was going got pissed off about. I told everyone to put on their thing, Toto Africa. So it got, <laughs> so it got put on like six or seven times. And then other people requested it like for the meme status. Yeah, yeah. And it kept coming on during that. And every time it came on, I just went, yeah! It's <laughs> just me. Carl had a mental breakdown by the end of the night. Oh, it was so good. Do you remember that as well? What else they did? Because um, the person she was marrying, our friend, she he loves his beer. So he just went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, rather than getting a bartender or like that, we're just going to go buy like six kegs. Oh, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, six kegs and just like 40 bottles of spirits and 500 cans of Coke. Again, because it's cheaper. And just pay someone to stand there and say, get whatever you want. Yeah, it was and amazing. It, it's just like, as long as there's one person there just keeping an eye on what's happening, like, you're not going to get that dickhead who's just walking up and go, well, I'm going to pour myself like half a fucking bottle of vodka. Well, the thing like, is, you could, but at the same time, like, you can only do that twice while you just pass out. I think the other person there stops someone just walking and taking the entire bottle back to the hotel. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, like, because that's what you I wanted do to it, do. But, yeah. people, as soon as there's that person there, Watching them, people feel conscious enough to not be that dickhead. Yeah, because that, what I wanted to do at the end of the night is I wanted to keep drinking. Is just take a bottle of vodka to the hotel and keep drinking. I thought, no, it's a bit of a dick move because I'm guessing they're going to bottle box always up afterwards and take it with them. Oh yeah, exactly. I just thought it was a really good idea because they were like, because I think they wanted to spend their money on the venue. Mm-hmm. But not on all the stuff. So they saved money by they didn't get a DJ, they didn't get a bartender. It was, oh, it it was an himself. amazing venue. Yeah, it was great. Fair, like. But I love, I love the and way of... It was one of the most like fun weddings I've been to because of reasons I are. Then as well, do you remember though, Lucas, the one downside of the evening? Because what meal did I order, Lucas? You remember this? Oh God, yeah. I literally was talking about this yesterday. Okay, tell the story, Lucas. So, I believe you'll have to like fact check with me here. It's been a while. Okay. But, Carl, you got the veggie option, is that correct? Yes, because um, I am really picky when it comes to meat. I eat meat, I'm just very picky with how it's cooked, how it's made, and I was aware from working events, working weddings, that you can't really special order how you want your meat cooked. Or no, what, exactly. Every or meal what, is coming out the exact same, yeah, regardless. Or like. what cut of meat you want. And I think the choices mm-hmm. were like beef and pork. Neither of which something I, along those lines. Neither yeah. of which I like, so I just said I'll go for the vegetarian option because surely the veg- it's just going to be vegetables, and it'll be like a veggie burger, or it'll be like a ve- some vegetable croquettes. So, and then when the mains arrive, out come Carl's meal, and just the look of disappointment yeah. on your face, Carl. Because it wasn't the vegetarian option; they gave me the vegan option. Yeah, because obviously, if you do vegetarian, vegan's different. So I was thinking maybe I'll get some like. What we do at, did at my work at the time for vegetarian options was we had these um, potato, cheese, and broccoli croquettes that were fucking amazing. Oh, to be fair, like with even some, as someone who eats meat, stuff like that yeah, still sounds so good. With some vegetable gravy, and no, I just got a medley of vegetables without gravy. Because it was all, just like a plain plate of yeah, nothing yeah. was nothing was spiced. There was no butter, obviously, because. It's the vegan option as well. And it was just dry vegetables that have been overcooked. Because I think I was the only person who ordered it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it was just, it was one of those uh, a couple of years ago. And people weren't as kind of talkative and aware about vegan options as much. Yeah, so they just um, said, It's definitely come it, a bit just, more popular now. But yeah. it was just, oh, well, it's a vegan. Like, just throw some veggies on a plate. Yeah, and I was like, really upset. Because I was like, 
I wish I just ordered the meat option and just not eating the meat to have the gravy because I didn't want to waste it. Because, like, like oh. you still got everything else that you wanted on yeah. that plate. It was just that like, it was dry with no gravy. And there's a picture out there somewhere, isn't there, that you took of me just sat there with my head in my hands looking at my plate going, <sighs> Yeah. I look so sad. Just in just my little suit. the saddest thing I've ever seen, Carl. In my little suit, just looking at my vegetables. As everyone around me is just tucking into, like... Um, mashed potato and gravy with like really buttery veg and I'm like oh yeah no. and it was like beautiful and buttered and just creamy that's why I and everyone was... around Carl all had a really nice meal and were all raving about the dish and that's and why then Carl I knew was, just yeah. sat there like not even touching his food just that's why his hands. I knew it was a vegan option because there was no butter it's like fuck's yeah. sake I wish I'd if I'd have known that I wouldn't have ordered it but oh god but they made up for it though because what on everybody's table they had homemade gin yeah, so one of like the party favours was a yeah. slow gin that they'd made themselves. Which I thought was amazing because no one took it. So at the end of the night, me and Lucas both filled <laughs> our like our suits with this gin. Oh, and it was we... ridiculous. Like every like cause like we stayed in the same room, didn't we? Uh I think so. Yeah, we did, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um So I got that I got that special. Hotel. Drove us yeah, down. I got, yeah, I got that hotel room, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. When you were working yeah. for Hilton, we could tell that story afterwards. That's quite funny. Because I, I had to like string them all on for so long. Oh god, yeah. And we were just, but, we um, just no, before we talk about that. But yeah, me and Carl walking back, trying to get to this hotel, and just mind sweeping these bottles of gin as we go. Yeah, because there was, <laughs> yeah, they were left bri- behind. Every pocket just full to the brim with these bottles. I've still got a bottle in my house. I don't think I do. I've still got a bottle, yeah. I kept six. It's party favour, obviously. But every now and again, I, I keep open most, it. but one of them with alcohol in is not going to last yeah, in my life. I hope because it's so sweet. Every time I open it, it's like still fine. Because um, sweet yeah. alcohol doesn't really go out. Or go but off, to, say. Just to clarify, by the way, this was when a lot of people had already left. Yeah. We weren't just we stealing stayed people's things. Right to the very end, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we wanted to like basically just like be the last people there because we were just having a good time. And yep. we stopped in a hotel room I got for the grand total of £10. <laughs> this is a great story. Because, um, pri- when the wedding first happened, I had a friend who worked at the Hilton in Sheffield. Mm-hmm. And, I- and he worked in the Marco's, I believe it is, Marco Pierre White's restaurant that's built into the Hilton in Sheffield. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I just went to him. Like, Do you get a discount on hotels at all? Because I was looking, it's like it's going to cost me about 150 quid to go to this wedding to get a hotel. Yeah, because it was like down near London and we were just like, oh God, the amount of money. Oh. Yeah, so I went to my mate and went, yeah, yeah, you get 90% off any Hilton hotel. 90%. Oh, okay. Um, have you got any jobs going? Went, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. And I got a job at the Hilton as bartender. And when I went in, I had my interview and went, so are you, how long are you planning on having this job? I went, oh no, I'm a career bartender. I'm going to be here for life. <laughs> we noticed that you've got another job at the moment. I went, yeah, I'm going to keep that too because I'm trying to save some money, you know. Yeah, yeah. To try and put some away. Like, oh, okay then. But you're going to make this your main job, right? After a couple of months. Went, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got a contract with them that I've got to stay out for a couple of months. And oh, we understand. We understand, Cal. And I had to drag because I was planning on I had to. I worked my requisite three months, got my cheap hotel room, and then quit. Yeah, because it was like the probationary period that you had to pass before you're allowed your discount. Yeah. And I walked it on the day that I got my probationary thing. I went oh, as well. I've got a wedding coming up. Uh, I was thinking about getting a Hilton Hotel. Went, oh, yeah, yeah, here's your form. Filled that in, then handed my notice in like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> because, but they kept asking me like, 
Because one of the things they did, it's an American company. They run it the American way, which I fucking hated because they had this thing of like, oh, you've got all these um, health and safety forms to fill out. And okay, that's right. fine. I filled those in. And we've also got some like Hilton specific training that you need to do. And, okay, when do you oh, need God. me in? When, oh, no, it's all online. And oh, okay, then and here's a login information where you go in and you have to watch videos and then answer questions based on the videos. Yeah, yeah. And oh, okay, I guess that's okay. Went home, clicked the first one, saw it was a 45 minute long video with a 25 minute long test and went, fuck this. No. I'm not being... So the next time I went in and said, um, have you done that thing yet? I went, no. Why not? I went, because it's an hour and I'm not being paid. I said, but you have to do it, Carl. Went, Wait, they're not paying you for no, it? No, no, they want you to do it on my own time, which I wouldn't mind. Oh, see, t- I've done that. I've done that before, yeah. but they've always been like, oh, we'll pay yeah. you like an hour or two's wages. That's why I said, like, if I do it on my own time, if it's 10 minutes, I'll do it. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to do it. I mean, we had this back and forth for about two months where every time they asked me to do it, I said, I'll do it. If I can come in an hour early and do it on like work computer, or mm. I do it and you pay, you add an extra hour to my wages, and they refuse to I, do that. I don't that. see why that's so unreasonable. <laughs> it's because obviously it's it's um, stopgap work, isn't it? And the boss obviously didn't expect anyone to get any uh, friction from it. But at the time, yeah, I yeah, was like working for another place, and I was writing at the time, so I had like two fallbacks. So I didn't really care. And I remember just the endless, endless, like, just arguments with my boss, which my uh, my mate was like, I kind of regret getting you that job now. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> well, then he ended up getting promoted above the person who was arguing, which is fine. But I, oh, I, like, that's, all, that's all right. They had, like, an electronic sign-in system, and I lived literally around the corner hmm. at the time. So I could get into work in about three minutes. Yeah, I so remember, I, like, staying at yours one time, and you just literally, like, left your flat. And immediately just like, oh yeah, that's where I work. Yeah, just point straight yeah. <laughs> But I had to walk. They stopped me from walking in through the front door. They said, oh no, you're not allowed to walk in through the front door. You have to go in through the back entrance, which meant I had to walk all the way around the building, enter a code, come in that way, which oh, added like an extra five minutes, which was annoying for me. But if I was one minute late with the electronic sign-in thing, you automatically got docked 15 minutes pay. So what you do is it's, so what that's I did, insane. and they told me that. So I, I came in a minute late and my boss said, Carl, you've, you come in a minute late, you'd be dot 50 minutes. Oh, okay, cool. So I, just, I put my all the, the glass down that I was like cleaning and just went and sat just in the restaurant because it wasn't open yet and just sat down, sat, I got my phone out. <laughs> Boss, what are you doing? Went, well, I'm not being paid, so I'm not working. Went, no, you've got to work. I went, well, I'm on the clock. Yes, well, pay me for it then. And that was an argument. I got that 15 fucking minutes back, I'll tell you now, because I yeah. had that argument like three or four times. And I said, well, we can take this higher if you want. And I'd like to... Because I would like to see you argue in front of your boss why you're not paying staff for work. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you were, you were late. I was late, I'll admit that. But, and I'll, but I'll take that 15-minute job, but I'm not working that 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, if they're not going to pay for, for your work, then yeah. you don't have to and work. And I, because obviously, I, at the time, I didn't give a shit. I knew that if I that was my only job, I probably wouldn't have argued. And I wouldn't recommend anybody out there does this. It's just because I had another place lined up where I preferred working. And I was writing at the time. And I was doing... See, I did make that mistake of immediately falling out with my head manager. Yeah, that's the thing. When it was my only job. Because they... When we started, like, we opened a new restaurant. So we had, like, two weeks training where we were, like, working full-time, fully paid. Um, Told I'd be, like, full-time and that. So I was meant to be working, like, 35 hours. Immediately off the bat, they wrote with me, like, 20 hours for my first week. 
So I was like, hang on, that's not right. So he, he didn't like me from the, the get-go because I called him out on that. And then Always he's like, oh, make that. sure, by the way, you turn up 20 minutes early before every shift. I had a boss who did that once. And once. so you, we can like brief you and stuff. And I was like, well, am I getting paid for that 20 minutes? No, no, no. Well, I'm not turning up 20 minutes early then. Like, it took me an hour to get there and an hour to get back home. I'm not adding another 20 minutes to that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, you, you're not meant to get paid for that. It's part of the shift. I was like, well, if it's part of the shift, we should get paid. Yeah. The question oh. is always like, do you want to? Um, there's just two words that you always remember that it's employment tribunal. So it's, n- it's never usually worth it for like um, uh, bar jobs and stuff. But I, yeah. I've got the mindset I will argue about that shit and I've got the time and effort because I know I'll sit down, I'll write as many emails as it takes to complain. <laughs> that's my personality because I had something similar with uh, the other job I worked at the bar at the time because I think I talked before, maybe not on the podcast, but I had two bosses, one who was nice. One who was a penny pinching asshole. Oh, and right, they yeah. had the thing of you have to turn up 20 minutes early for a briefing if there's an event on to be briefed on the event, which makes sense because obviously you need to, like, you want to turn up, you need to know where you're going to be, who's coming. Yeah, in, of course, what, especially what, if it's just when it's your own event. But. And I had the exact same argument with them when I said, um, Am I being paid for these 20 minutes? And they went, No, you wrote it to start at 11. Well, I'm not coming in then. And so I'll turn up. I'll turn up five minutes early if I walk to work. And I'm here five minutes early, but I'm yeah, not yeah, working for that fight. And if I'm happen to be sat down having like you know a cup of tea before my shift starts, you can tell me about it then. Mm-hmm. I'm not turning up twenty minutes early for this, and that was a thing that went back and forth for like three weeks. Yeah, I'm really not surprised. But my other boss obviously knew I was a good worker, so didn't mind. Mm. So kept giving me shifts. And I heard after the fact that behind the scenes she was constantly trying to get my other boss to not give me shifts. Because oh, God, I was no. being disrespectful. And he's like, well, no, he's a good worker. Um, we need someone on bar. We need a strong person on the bar. And he always brings in consistent, like, three times what other people do. Yeah, he's yeah. really good at upselling. He's really good at selling bottles of champagne, wine, double shots, that sort of thing. So they always bring me... It's like, we need him for the event. And Yeah, exactly. It like, got to I, the point I, I where... Just don't see how they can justify you saying, every single time we want you to do this, you've got to go 20 minutes unpaid. Like twenty minutes unpaid for yeah, up. like you think yeah, that over, for people who are thinking, shifts. oh, how petty is twenty minutes of your life? If you're doing that multiple times a week, that adds up very fucking that's quickly. An hour, if I do that three times, that's an hour's pay. That's yeah. an that's an hour's free work they've gotten out. But at the same time, um, if I stayed an extra twenty minutes, like it's, it's, well, it's like staying an extra twenty minutes. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to do at the end of a shift as well. They said, oh, after you've signed out, um, you need to clean down your workout. It's like, no, I'll clean down my workout and then I'm signing out. Yeah, yeah. Because they were trying to save, this person was trying to save money. And it got to the point where um, the big, big dick boss of the entire company, uh, this nice lady who I managed to get in good with, because I use my, the pro tip I mentioned earlier, always be nice. I'm going to add to that, always be nice, not to your boss, to your boss's boss. Because your yeah. boss's boss, you will see them if you work in place like once a month. Always be nice. I don't say suck up, suck up to them, say be nice. Um, yeah, it's really I, obvious when you suck up to them. We've, um, We've got like our area manager and you, you see those occasional people that are like looking for a promotion or something and they'll like see him walk through the doors, skip up the restaurant to him and they're like, oh, hello, hi, hi. It's like, don't do that, just be friendly. Not so much as well, that annoys people. Yeah. And so what I did is I like the biggest dick boss, this nice lady um, called Deborah. And I'd, I'd, whenever she came in, I'd, I always got told, don't, don't bother her when she's working, she's really busy. I went, well, no, that sounds really sad. 
Like, I'd be really annoyed if people, like, were scared to talk to me. Yeah. Because, like, I'm sh- I'm sure that she doesn't mind people, like, saying hello. So I mm-hmm. just walk over to her and say, oh, hi, would you, would you like a coffee or anything like that? Because she'd just sit in the restaurant and just do work, because obviously it's a nice oh, place. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. So I would like a coffee, and it got to the point where, like, whenever she'd come in, I knew her order, so I'd just, like, give her a look, and she'd give me a look. Five minutes after, <laughs> five minutes after she's settled down, I go over, I give her a coffee, and I say, "Oh, would you like any uh, a snack today?" And um, the chef's made some um, some cookies for an event later. I'm sure I could steal you one if you want. She goes, oh, I, I shouldn't, Carl. I shouldn't. I'll oh, go on. Why not? <laughs> Treat yourself. You work so hard. That sort of thing. And it yeah. got to the point where I was arguing my boss about it so much. Like Deborah came in, uh, you know what? Let's just sort this out right now. <laughs> and Mark, you, Mark, you've never seen anyone go like as white as a fucking sheet. Like she I can looked, imagine. she like, looked just a, straight off the bat. She looked like a Tic Tac's asshole. She was that fucking. Like, I walked <laughs> oh, straight across the uh, restaurant, strode straight towards Big Boss. And, oh, hi there, uh, Deborah. Can you solve an argument for me? Because I often did this as well. Because I think I did this with the tea problem, which I've talked about in a video before, where I got told off by the same boss for making the cleaner a cup of tea. I had oh, the same no. thing. I could tell that story after that. I went up and said, um, by law, just just humor me here, um, I, you're supposed to pay staff for all work, correct? And she went, yes, that is correct, Carl. Where are you going with this one? Oh, um, there's just a new thing where they want us to turn up 20 minutes early for a shift for a briefing, but we're not allowed to write that on our hours. Is is that a problem? And she, that is a problem. Yeah, you should be paid for your work, Carl. Who's told you to yeah, do this? Yeah, of course. Like, who's told you to do this? And I just turned around and looked over my shoulder. And Deborah <laughs> just went, give me a minute. Walked over, took my boss into her flight through. Oh, about no. two minutes later, walked out and just said, that shouldn't be a problem anymore, Carl. Pass it on to the other people to put it on to their shifts too. It's like, fucking too right. <laughs> Get fucking like, right. Yes. I was so happy that I had my back there. Fucking right on there. Yeah, that, that is such a good feeling. Like, it's like would you when like a manager a actually has your back? Because God, it, it, there's nothing more infuriating than like another member of staff or especially a customer who is arguing with you, and you're insisting yeah, you, yeah. that what you're saying is correct. And, you're being and then a manager just walks over and goes, "Oh no, no, we'll do it for you." Yeah, like, I get it with the customer thing. Like, customer is king in the service industry, but when your boss. Is just being a prick, and there's no one yeah. to go to. That's why I like the fact that like, my big boss had my back, and my other bosses they understood at the same time as well. And mm-hmm. the other occasion was like, as I mentioned earlier, I had um, whenever the cleaners came in, so always be nice to cleaners. I would make them a cup of tea every time without fail. Yeah, always make like cleaners like, be nice to them. They're the people. No, that's the thing. Who, if yeah. like you got like cleaners or people coming in to do maintenance, things like Ki- that, yeah, kitchen porters, like, that give sort them a of thing. It's just because, as well, I mean, they are the most important people to the place. Because if you turned up and the entire restaurant's a shit tip, or there's no bog roll, or it's not what been disinfected or not been hoovered, like that's you can it can shut down the entire restaurant for like health and safety or some shit like that. Oh yeah. And I, every time she came in, it's this old ass lady. She's been working for the company for like twenty fucking years. Come in, give her a cup of tea. She didn't even have sugar. She had a cup of tea with a splash of milk, and I'd make it for she went. And when she went to clean the bogs. Which took like yeah. five ten minutes. I'd boil the tea, and then by the time she come back, it's steeped enough for her to drink it, and then head on away. I got yes. pulled into that same boss's office, just saying, um, "Carl, it's come to my attention that you're you're giving away stock." And I assumed when I heard this, like, "Oh, I'm giving away like three bottles of beer or food or something." Oh like, yeah, I think like, "Oh yeah, so you're giving like because giving away or yeah. something over the bar, something free." Like, giving away stock is um, the polite way of saying you're stealing. 
Yeah, yeah. Right? And if you get done for stealing in a job like that, you can say goodbye because once you're a tea leaf, that's it, you fucked. And I sent, oh, uh, yeah, like if, if you've got a reference or like um, a previous experience where a manager's just like, can even just insinuate that you stole something, like goodbye. Yeah, that's it. You goodbye never work jobs. in that industry again unless you like go get like cash in hand or something. And I just, like, as polite as I could, went, um, I think you may be misinformed there. Um, but I'm curious to know why you think this. And she went, well, I've just seen you do it, Carl. Don't lie to me. Which immediately got me pissed off. I went, what do you mean? You just gave gave away a cup of tea, that stock. I went, I give it to the cleaner. Oh. The, the clean, and here's what she said. The cleaner doesn't work for our company. You're not allowed. Fuck off. You are not allowed to do that. No. And I said, no. Are you kidding me? And she said, yes, this is, your, like, this is your last warning. Don't do it again. Because I've reviewed the security footage and you're doing it too much. What the fuck? Yeah, they'd gone back. Because this is the boss where she all she'd do is penny... I told you, penny pinch. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's obviously. It's like, right, a ridiculous level of penny pinching. Not just to kick off about a cup of tea, but to, to then go back through security footage. Yeah, and I knew for a fact she sat, sat in her office because there was two officers. There was one that was, like, obviously... Private, and then there yeah. was one that was just open plan where the you'd sit when the restaurant was open, and she oh, would okay. never she would never sit at that desk. She'd go into a room, she'd sit on Facebook. We knew she was because we'd see yeah. her on Facebook chat when we were on Facebook. Oh, and um, I just like okay, if you want to play this game, let's let's fucking do this. And as I left, um, I just went, oh, would you like another coffee? Because I'd seen that she'd had one. Through the proper like, proper sarcastic <laughs> way. No, thank you, Carl. But I'm staff, so I can have a coffee. And oh, okay then. Let's see. That. Uh, I'll see what we can do about this. And then, lo and behold, who'd come in? But Deborah. Oh no. So what do I do? I stroll over once again and ask her. Oh, can you, <laughs> you settle an argument for me, please? And she said, "Oh, yeah. What's, what's wrong, Carl? I've just been told off for right, say for giving away stock. That's we're not allowed to do that. Should we? you bet? No, Carl. That's very frowned upon. I." expect better of you than doing that one. Well, how about giving away like a cup of tea? So you shouldn't be giving a cup of tea to customers, Cal. It wasn't a customer. It was the cleaner. You know the cleaner because everyone knew the cleaner. And she said, oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. And she, and because, well, obviously, Deborah talked to the cleaner and she said, oh, yeah, she's talked to me about you. She said, like, you're, you're, like, you're a nice young man. And she's always got good things to say. She's like, she worked for the company. She didn't work for the company I worked for, but she was a contractor. So she worked in every other business that they ran. Oh, right, yeah, And obviously, yeah. so did Deborah. So they they knew each other. And she went, oh, yeah, she's told me about that. And I went, yeah, um, I just got, um, like, you know, just raked over the coals for doing that. Said, did you? She said, yeah. Apparently, someone put a complaint in. She said, it wasn't me. Don't worry. We'll sort this out. <laughs> she did it again. <laughs> Deborah, coming in with the save once again. She was fucking great. I love Deborah, man. She was so good. It's, that annoyed the shit out of me, though, because that, to me, says that you don't have any right um appreciation for i would call it it's like um it's similar to like when you're in um you're a prime minister or something soft power is the way it's word like um, the queen right. has a lot of soft power because she can't she technically she wants she can dissolve parliament but she mm-hmm. can't like she doesn't want to do that but she she's so influential like a word in someone's ear and she can like make any problem go away like, it's, it's about influence more than anything and oh, I would right, say yeah, that yeah. Like, the, the other boss I had when working there, he had that. He had soft power because while he didn't have the power to make you come in for a shift on your day off or make mm. you work stay for like an extra hour to clean up, 
because he was nice, because he said, like, end of a shift, get yourself a pint, Carl, um, take 10 minutes, then clean up and then leave. That's fine. Or it's like you come in about five minutes late and say, don't worry about it. It's been quite I've covered for you. It's like, just go yeah, get yeah. changed. Things come back are. to the back. Just stay for an extra five minutes at the end and just help me sort out the paperwork or something like that. I'll take the bins down at the end of the night. Because he did that. If he called me up and said, uh, yeah, uh, do you want to come and fight you know, another shift today, Cal? I'm a bit short staff. Yeah, every time, straight up. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'll no, I, was, I mean, no personally, worries. I've got a lot of, uh, haven't got a lot of spare time, but if it's like when I'm already on shift and like people are asking for favours, I am always there for the managers that like will treat you with respect and a kind to you and treat you like a human being. Yeah, that's all but it But if you treat me like you're above me and treat me like you're a better person, you ain't getting shit out of me. You will get the bare minimum from me and that's yeah. it. And that's what happened with this other boss. Because like, the thing about giving away a pint at the end of a shift, she did not like that. And she saw to it that that stopped happening. So what happened after that is, um, mysteriously, because the kitchen staff, obviously kitchen staff work really fucking hard, like in boiling hot, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Sweat, sweating their balls off all day. Um, yeah, like... Uh, quite, uh, even just like a glass of Coca-Cola or something, they were told yeah. they can't have that anymore. Mysteriously, oh overnight, the chefs stopped making more food for events. <laughs> so stop, So the chefs stopped, like, you know, cause the understanding there was, front of house, we get a drink at the end of the night. At the end of the night, front of house, come back and get something to eat. That stopped happening. Oh, right, yeah. And suddenly it's like, oh... So we're not, and then she started like, you know, like kind of like inquiring about, oh, is there, is there no spare cakes or anything like that today? She likes to take them home. She would just take the food home. Yeah, of course. And the yeah, chef's yeah. like, no, no, we've used it all. You know, all we of set- the, the people who like to penny pinch and tell everybody else they can't have stuff, they love their fucking Oh, food. yeah, they love taking advantage of it. And she got really annoyed at that, but she never saw the connection between it. And then whenever she called someone up, they would always say, um, uh, can you do an extra shift now? No oh, I'm busy all day. Sorry, because she would always get someone else to. She would always get the other manager to call up because they she knew that they would say yes to them and no to her. Yeah, and I just found it hilarious that I'm as far as I'm aware they never learned their lesson. They never oh, learned God. or they never saw the connection between being an asshole to staff and then staff not wanting to work harder or them doing the bare minimum. It's bizarre because the way that like. Just the way that you talk to somebody as a manager can change whether they want to work for you or not. Yeah. Like, because I do my job regardless of who I work for, but I just say, like, when there's somebody that you like as a person who treats you nicely, you go that extra effort for them. You go that extra mile. That's what I mean. Like, the nice boss, like, you'd shout across the thing. It's like, oh, Carl, could I get coffee, love? It's like, no worries, mate. Come me right up. The other one, she'd have to come out and make her own because she knew that every person she had to say, no, I'm busy. Yeah, I, I can't right now. Because of how busy, many times? Like, because of how many times that I will be making myself a drink? And she go, "You're not supposed to do that on the bar, Carl. Get to work." Yeah. So every time, like, she asks for a drink, and like, "I'm sorry, I'm working. I'm not supposed to be doing that. Make yourself one." Yep. And obviously, you can't get told off for that because well, you asked me to do something that's not in my job description. You asked me to do you a favor, basically. It's like fuck you. And as well, like you Never literally saw. have multiple times where yep. they've told you to not do that already. Yep. But it, they never saw the um like you know the cause and the call like they never saw the link between those two things yeah of course yeah right, and whenever oh, she ran yeah and whenever she ran events they would always go terribly oh and god she get really bad because obviously no one wanted to listen to her no one wanted to do anything like no one would try and people would take the piss and stay like um, oh you got to clean all the cutlery which takes ages if you're polishing cutlery for like silver service oh yeah yeah and we'd have we sometimes we'd have like three or four people 
Do we put them into a separate room with all the cutlery? And it's like, for the next three hours, you're polishing cutlery. Oh, That's God. it. That's what you do. But that is because, the, because it's depressing, what you do is you can put, you can put some music on your phone, get yeah, yourself a cold drink, you can take your apron off, and you can t- like, take your shoes off if you want, as long as no one sees you. No. <laughs> she put a stop to it and said, no, if you're cleaning up, you've got to do it in silence. You've got to have oh, no music, God. no drinks, and keep your uniform on in case you're needed on the bar. Guess oh. whenever she was on an event, it took till three in the fucking morning to do all the cutlery. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Wait, so for the cost of like a glass of cordial, I'm being able to listen to a bit of your music. And listen to a bit of music, costing the company because everyone had to stay an extra three hours. Yeah, and they get home like an extra. They get four because students don't care, do they? The oh, student, no, of course not. The student don't give a shit if they've got to go four hours later. It's to a student like, oh, that means that's sick. This weekend I've got an extra twenty five quid. Done. Yeah. Oh, no, I've had, I've had times before where like I've had managers um, cut staff at night and stuff, and then they've been running around going, "When's all your jobs going to be done?" And I was like, "Well, we would have been out on time for you to go get your train home, but because we didn't have the staff, you've now got to pay for a taxi." But I live in town, so it's okay for me. Yeah. Or the one at the end of a night where um, we used to get free staff taxis after a certain point yeah. from the company. And then they tried to get that quashed because people were taking the piss and using it to go to town. <laughs> and then that immediately fell through because the reason we got staff taxes is because some of the people were coming in from like, you know, I think we had someone work, people working for us who were under 17, 8, 16. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And I think um, one of them, um, they got the job because like their auntie or something worked for the company somewhere else. And they yeah. told her, oh, auntie, um, our boss has stopped us from getting um, taxis home. So now I've got to like walk, and then they're fucking not doing that. I'm not no, no. Like niece of mine is walking home in the dark, yeah, like, like Sheffield oh, Centre. Send this 60, like sixteen-year-old through the streets to walk home. Yeah. So that that um, immediately got brought back, but I just felt because <laughs> what? Who gives a shit if people are getting the taxis into town? Yeah, it's just like oh, what people would use it to get to their house, and then use it to go back. In, uh, some of you, I think the best one was people would use it to go back to their house. They take the long way around, pick up mates for a night out, oh. and their mates what do they? They come from their house and bring their change of clothes, yeah, and go into town and put the change of clothes in their bag. And I thought that's so clever, yeah, yeah, that's so good. And they got told off for doing that because obviously, oh, the company got charged an extra tenner in taxi fare. <laughs> so, oh no, a tenner in ta- oh no, you, I, we, the bar made fifteen grand tonight, but that tenner that's yeah. gonna do it. That was amazing. I used to love that. I didn't. No, I I used to like the fallout from it because as the moment you hear that, you go, well, "That's gonna that's gonna fail immediately." Yeah, you exactly. know, everyone's going to hate you. And yeah, I mean, do, just all you are fostering is resentment. Exactly. There's no way that you can do stuff like that without just every member of staff lashing back at you, and somebody like that person with the auntie, somebody will have like know the right person to talk to. No, they'll know Deborah. just be like, this shit is going on. Yeah. Make it stop. They'll know Deborah. They'll know Deborah. Well, the ender was, of arguments. Because I was working for the university, though, and the university obviously wants to be seen as a progressive and fair employer. Because it doesn't look good if the people working for them. So they paid... A, the reason I like working there, they paid a living wage mm-hmm. for Sheffield, which is about like £8.50 an hour or something like that, which is really, really good money. If I yeah, students. Yeah. And if you're just like putting in like a 10-hour shift, like an extra 85 quid's good and... There was a load of perks, like you got discounts on food and drink and all that sort of thing. Yeah, of course. And one of the perks, the things they did was like, they get the taxis home because obviously female like members of staff 
feel safe, not some of them don't feel safe walking home on their own through mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe on a Saturday night. I mean, when Carl, it's like, full of drunk people and they're wearing I'm a, like. I'm a 27 year old male and I still don't feel yeah. comfortable walking home through like drunken Saturday night town. Like, so you can probably imagine how short lived the idea of not paying for taxis was. Yeah. For staff members. <laughs> <laughs> Because that looked really, really fucking bad. I think one of the people who work for us is like, just like, you know, I'm on the student ca- I'm on the student council. I'm just going to bring it up and just say, oh yeah, this place doesn't do this. Oh god. And I think like three uh, like societies were threatening to like boycott and cancel their like end of year proms at the place or some oh, shit. No. <laughs> just because they were like being dicks to staff, it was great. Oh man, everyone's got a lock in. That was good. A it was a lock. It was a lock-in against our will because a student protest came up. They came up and said, "Are oh, we protesting? We staying here?" And my boss just went, "I don't care, whatever." Um, and he just called oh. up all the bookings for that day and cancelled all the bookings, and we all got to go home. Okay. And I remember this, the students were really thrown off by it because they were expecting us to try and throw them out. Oh right, yeah. And yeah. like my boss just wanted the week off. <laughs> so He's we just let like, him you come in. Fuck it. Yeah. Go for it, guys. You let just him come in. Said, we'll, we'll just do stock check then. And we just went downstairs. <laughs> he paid us to do a stock check and went home early. It was great. Oh, God. And I remember there was a great picture where they cha- um, they chained themselves in. This was amazing. But they chained themselves in. And then the someone took a photo of them trying to get out because they couldn't undo <laughs> the chains. And then framed it as if they'd been chained in. Oh, no. <laughs> Which oh. I thought was really good. Like they, ch- <laughs> like they said, oh, look at the university stopping them from getting in. So, no, they, they chained the doors on the other side. And they were, like, grabbing, like, pizzas and stuff that people were passing into them. It was great. Oh, fucking hell. There was, like, a week where I just couldn't go to work. It was fantastic. They were hanging out. I, I love that idea, there. though. Just like these guys. Oh, yeah. We're going to proper fuck these guys over. We're going to go in, chain ourselves inside. And then they're just like, oh, okay, bye, guys. What? <laughs> so we don't care. That's what we got. It's fantastic. <laughs> like, fuck off. What? Okay. Uh... How do we get out? Oh, well, I don't know. You chain yeah. yourself in. Well, all we did is we just locked all the uh, all the booze cupboards up and someone just left. Yeah. They said, you're on security 24-7, so if you try and steal anything, we'll just call the police. <laughs> so that was a good one. Have you ever dealt with theft in your place? Um, Not really. De- I've dealt with, like, a couple of times when, like, somebody's tried to take a bottle of sauce or something like that. All right, because I've got a really good story about this. Because, like, my good manager, the, one of the reasons that he was my good manager, is one evening, um, we had, uh, I think it was, like, a, it was a party for somebody, something or other, like, quite a fairly, like, you know, fancy event. Mm. And at the end of a stock check, my boss just went to me, and went, how many bottles of champagne do you sell tonight, Carl? Because had a champagne fridge. And I went, um, I sold three. I was my mate. Went, uh, how many do you sell? Like, one. You know, we couldn't up um, for the till, like two, three short. Oh, so God. Thought, oh. oh, okay then. And then we tracked tra- the other two down. Like, there was still one missing, and annoyingly, it's the most expensive one. So he went up to the security footage and he saw that um, a lady had just walked up, grabbed one out of the fridge, and then walked out of the building. And it's okay. like, ordin- <laughs> ordinarily, you might get away with this, but not at an event where everyone was wearing name tags and oh, everyone no. had to sign in. <laughs> So what he did is he went, okay then. And he just sat down and he got his fucking CSI on. And went, all right then. So blue dress, tracked it down, right? When she walk in, blue dress. All right then, name tag. Which one did she pick up? Looks at the name tag. Okay. Went to the table settings. Which table was she sat at? Oh, here's God. Her, no, I'm not kidding. Here's her name. All right then. 
Who do I know sits on this table? Oh, here we go. Here she works for this department. I'm gonna call up this department. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, can I get the number for so and so? Um, got that number. Called her up and said, "Oh, hi there. Yeah, it's um so and so from the place you were at earlier. Um, is I think I don't want to say the name, but I'm just gonna say it. Julie is the name that comes said. It's like a random name. Jane. There with, there with you. Um, yes. And he, this is great. He put it on speaker and he put it down. And said, "Oh, hi there. Yes." Um, is this Julie? Yeah, it's Julie. Um, well, I've got you on camera earlier this evening, um, stealing a bottle of champagne from our bottle fridge. And she went, oh, no. And that immediately went, oh, no, that wasn't me. And she went, well, um, you're wearing a blue dress, aren't you? And there was a pause. And she went, no. And went, I'll take that as a yes. Um, you've got two <laughs> options. I've got your name. I know which department of the university you work for. And I now am in contact with your manager. You can either bring that back or you can pay for it. And she said, well, I haven't got it anymore. And I said, oh, so you did steal it then. Thanks for admitting that. Um, so what, <laughs> how, how are you going to pay? And she went, how much is it? And it will, for, to restock it, it's 40 quid, but we retail it for 120. And she said, oh, can I give you the 40 pounds? I went, no, you can give me the 120. How would you like to pay? Aww. And he made her pay the 120 pounds over the phone <laughs> via cash point and put it into the thing and then he put it down and went do you know what the funny thing is Carl that's only worth 60 quid and then he put the other 60 quid into um, to tips for all of us and went that's for dealing with that's for apologies for me de- having to deal with that so he put 60 quid into the tips for me and the <laughs> bartenders as an apology for accusing us of making us stay late while they had to find it because oh, the, right, yeah, the yeah. security guy had to come up and like keep an eye on us and go through our stuff in case we'd stolen it yeah, yeah, of course. So and I thought you have got you've got a friend for life in me. You are a fucking baller for doing that. Like, that is a fucking like that is a great move. And the best part is that lady can't complain because like, well, I could just call the police and get you fired. Yeah, like or, literally, or you... you have got CCTV footage of her like stealing a bottle of expensive champagne. Like you yeah. could call the cops on her. Yeah, it's like you've stolen it. It was just so funny though that everyone. I went, so James. That doesn't sell for that much money. He went, I know. Uh, just put it into a tip for us. Like, fucking yes. Oh, he, just yes. Took, he took the money out of the till and just gave us all money and put the rest in the tip. I went, there we go, done. No, <laughs> so, so, as, long as, the, as long as the till comes out even, you don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, exactly. As long as the till's settled, it's fine. As long as the, when it, the stockman comes in at the end of the month and checks and goes, all the stock of the tills are in order, that's fine. I mean, I at, like, end, you f- at the end of the day, like... The only person that's coming out of shit on that is the person that walked in and stole a bottle of champagne. And maybe they'll think about not doing that in the future. But exactly. Like, yes. And I took that money and I bought myself a pizza and I was so happy. It's like my free, oh. my free crime pizza. So, so whoever, um, that la- whoever that lady is, fuck you, but thank you for the pizza. <laughs> I did deal with, like, theft from within the company, though. Oh, man. What's this story, then? That, that like, this was just something I experienced, like... Uh, Kind of offhand as working at the time when it happened. Please tell me you stole like an entire chicken. No, no. All I know is um, that somebody got fired and we were all like, oh, what the hell? Like, that's weird. Like, this person just got fired out of the blue. Turns out it wasn't out of the blue. Uh, They stole like hundreds of pounds out of the till. Oh, man. Amateur mistake. Like, amateur amateur mistake. There was literal CCTV footage on the tills. And then they tried to, like, contest the firing. And they were like, we've got you on multiple days taking wads of money and putting it in your apron. 
And their reasoning was, oh, yeah, but I put it back later. <laughs> it's like, why would you be putting it in your apron? Oh, well, I needed it. For what? Oh, well, uh, uh, I don't know. It's like, we've literally got video footage of you doing this. Because we had to sometimes take money out of the till to, like, go to the shop. It's like, oh, we've got no milk. Um, take 20 quid out of the till, buy milk, bring a receipt, we'll sort it all out. So I'd do that, and, I'd, and what I'd do is I'd open my till, and I'd look at the camera, and I'd wave, and I'd point to the thing in my hands with the receipt and point it back in. So oh, see, like, all... even, in, even in scenarios like that, like, either where, if my managers will do it out of their own pocket and then claim it back later, or just be like, oh, two or three of us will witness this happening out of a till so it doesn't look Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but my, my, my boss didn't go for it. He said, like, I'll watch you take it out. I trust you can't yeah, yeah. do it. All... But I, it reminds me of... Um, a story my cousin told me once where he used to work at Argos and he said they had probably the smartest and stupidest guy working for them ever because what was happening was while he was working at Argos there was loads and loads of gold chains going missing so in Argos they're not very good gold chains but still they're probably like pretty low quality ones 50, 60, 100 pounds worth of stuff you could probably probably sell that for 30 quid yeah probably and and if one one or two of them's going missing Every shift for a month that adds up. And oh yeah! They yeah. said they brought in everybody at first. Obviously, the manager reviewed CCTV, couldn't find anything. They brought in like a guy to check people when they're leaving, couldn't mm-hmm. find fucking anything. And then one day, one guy was leaving, and he went, oh, uh, I need my pen. And the, the boss like, who gives a shit? Pick it up tomorrow. I was like, no, I need my pen. Goes, what do you mean you need your pen? It's like, no, I need, I need to grab my pen. I need my pen right now. He goes, he said, just pick it up tomorrow. I said, no, no, I'm off at weekend. I need my pen. And the boss got really suspicious. What? and went, okay, let's go get your pen. And he went and got the pen and he got security and he sat him down and he got the pen and he opened up the pen. And it was oh, one of those, no. the, the, the big permo markers where you can open it up the end. Yeah. Do you remember these? And he was yeah, putting yeah. his gold chain in it. Oh, no. And he was putting the gold chain in there. Because obviously, when you're getting checked by security, when you're They're not going to check inside your pen. No, but they check your pen. What's this? It's a pen. I work in the warehouse. I've got to like mark stuff. That's fine. No one cares. Yeah. And if, yeah. He'd, and if he'd have just like you know left it and come back on like three days later. Yeah, I was gonna say like if he didn't go into panic mode and yeah. just continued with it and just went, you know what? No one's gonna look at the pen. Just walk out at natural. And that to me is the smartest and most stupid guy because he could have gotten away with that for fucking months and he had been getting away with it. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't but my question crime. is, do they not cross-reference the days of where they're going to what person's been working the shift? But for how many people are working there in the background? And as well, they checked everybody and they never found anything. But they kept going missing when they're doing stock check. Yeah. And that's the thing, obviously, because if you're checking people as they leave and as they enter and you're not finding anything... Yeah, and I suppose. Stock, and, they're gone. and that's the thing, like my cousin just remember telling me, like, he was such a fucking idiot. He could have he could have done that for ages, or he could have just like you know stopped doing it for a couple of weeks and then done it again. Because it was yeah, so exactly. smart, and everyone said the same thing. I'd have never thought of that, and now we do. And he was annoyed as well because that meant that they weren't allowed to use those big pens anymore. They had to use like regular biros for marking giant packages. Not for fuck's sake. So, Carl, if I just clip this bit out of the podcast and get a job with Arcos. <laughs> the thing is, though, I wouldn't recommend people doing it because obviously stealing is wrong. But I kind of have a respect on some level for just that level of ingenuity when it comes to committing a crime. It's like when you hear stories about people who cheat. Yeah. yeah. Like um, my favorite one of them being 
um, girls at my old school learned would write answers and hints on their leg. Oh then, yeah, that you, was then good. Then you get one. your tights and you stretch your tights so you can see through them to read it and then let them go because there is no fucking teacher in the world who is going to like you know go down or go stand in the like you know the headmaster's office and say, "Oh yeah, I was staring at that teenage girl's legs." Yeah, who is going to go? Oh, by the way, I need you to like lift your skirt up exactly and show me the inside of your upper legs. Yeah, and even so if you I suspect can prove it, and even if you suspect something, I'll see them doing it. What the, what's the response there? Why were you looking at my legs? It's like no one wants to open. Yeah, exactly. Like, the immediate kind of response can just be like, "Are you looking at my skirt?" Yeah, exactly. And then they just shut it thought, down. I thought that is so fucking clever. And the other one I heard was um, it was girls in a hijab were how they had Bluetooth headsets in oh, their ears man. underneath the hijab so you couldn't see it. Oh, fucking hell. That's a good one. And yeah. then there was... Uh, do you remember those girl gear things? That the girl gear, it was the the, um, the Bluetooth calculators where you could send messages to your friends? No. People, people, they were a thing back in the day. It was like, you know, when they're like gadgets for um, girls and boys and stuff was a thing. Yeah. One of them yeah. was this thing called girl gear and it was a calculator where you could send secret messages to your friend, and they didn't realise, oh yeah, you can now use that in a test and send each other messages about how to finish it. Oh, God. <laughs> so people were taking them in. I thought, oh, God. Oh, the other one was um, water bottles, writing it on the inside of your label. Yeah, that was a big Some one. Classics. Are there any classics at um, your school or ones that you've uh, heard about? So there was always the one of, like, there were a few people who, uh, for one reason or another, had to, like, have... Um, separate tests so they'd have a separate test whether it was for like conflict of timetables and stuff like that or ah, for other reasons and that's um, going to sit in isolation they'd have to sit in isolation and they'd normally do the test like the day before everybody else and there were occasional times where like be like oh well um you know this person's doing it here but obviously they keep them in isolation away from everybody else for like the entire day if they do it in the morning they mm-hmm. sit in there all day but they can't stop and go in the toilet ah uh, so yeah. people would like rearrange places in the toilet for them to hide like cheat sheets that's amazing and then obviously all you need is them to leave one cheat sheet like in a secret area one person needs to go get it and then everybody has access to it because we'll all just copy it for each other. That's a good one. Is it you as well? I think there's a famous story in the UK where they accidentally printed the answers to a test on the test. Oh, God. Is it, did you do that test? I No, I did was, not. I think it was a music one. So it must not have been. It must have been a, uh, there's a friend of mine. So for Americans listening, there was a famous story a couple of years ago in the UK where for the GCSEs, Mm. Which is like, you know, our big high school tests. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the examining bodies accidentally printed the answers on the back of the page and oh. didn't realise. <laughs> and none of the invigilators realised, none of the teachers realised until the test had been, until the test was over. And they had to let all those scores stand because there was no way. Because by the time they'd realised and they'd gotten to markers, there was no way they could go back and yeah, get yeah. all these kids to retake this test because some of them had already left school. It was halfway through a summer break oh, at this point. Oh so I think they had to let those scores stand. But the, the problem is, 
they were printed on the back of the thing. So a lot of people didn't actually know they were there. I was going to say, imagine being that guy that just like misses out the fact every single answer on the sheet. Well, here's the thing, because a friend of mine went told me, like I thought it was you, but it must have been another mate, so it was music, I think it was, and he said, yeah, there were people who went in who, who failed that exam and oh, got made God. fun of for failing it because they didn't realise the answer at the end, and they got to like Joe five minutes before the end, turned it over, realised what it was, and then rush, try to rush back through Just, and get Oh, God, answers. no. Yeah. Which I thought was fucking incredible. But so really- I had one one time where I didn't get told the answers to uh, the exam per se. So what it was, was um, one of my teachers, um, won't say the subject or anything, but um, they got a chance to go and like look at the exam, make sure everything was like fair and to the curriculum and stuff like this. And they come in next lesson after they've done that and they shut the door, close the blinds, all this. And it's like, right, okay. So I got to preview the exact exam. <laughs> I'm not okay. allowed to tell you anything that's on the exam. But they never told me I can't tell you everything that isn't on the exam. Ah. So they just told us every single thing we don't need to worry about. Yeah, don't worry about learning this, this, and, and it was just like, yeah, this. here's two thirds of the things you've learned on on the exam. So don't worry about X, Y, and Z. So go, just go memorize this and help yourself get good marks. Yeah, that's clever. I like that one. And I was just like, oh, you've got to respect that. It's like, well, he didn't tell me I can't tell you what's not. <laughs> well, I mean, loopholes like it's the I think the famous one from America is uh, like a college course that was like, oh, you can print off anything and bring it in, but you're not allowed to bring in the book and some guy printed off the entire book. It always <laughs> cracks me up. He just printed off and photocopied the book and brought that in. Oh, yeah, like I famous, remember like, we were allowed um, like a reading list and short like clips to remind us of what quote we were going to use. But I'm sure somebody found some crazy fucking loophole in that rule. Well, the one for that is you find a compilation. So yeah. say if you're not allowed to take in the specific book you're doing, say you're doing like Shakespeare, you can't take in Midsummer Night's Dream, just take in um, the collective works of Shakespeare. <laughs> because technically you're not taking in Midsummer Night's Dream, are you? You're taking in the collective works of Shakespeare, and it just so happens to include that. Or you're taking like the Cliff Notes version of it, or yeah, yeah. Like, the translated version is one that I've heard people do when they take exams in like foreign languages. Oh okay. Just take in like the uh, take it in a different language. Yeah. If you can, if you or if you bilingual, and I get to that point, I think why don't you just revise? Should I know. Yeah. Revise, when you put that much effort into figuring out ways that you don't have to revise, you've probably spent more time than you were just learning this shit. It's on some level, though, it's more about the pride thing in it. Oh yeah, it's more about so the that, fact you found a loophole in the system. You found that loophole. Like, the, the one that always gets just the girls who write on the legs. Yeah, yeah. Their that was that was like. One I heard a lot of, and it was just, to, oh god, you cannot do anything about it. To this or, day, that is genius. Inside of the bras as well, I've heard that one. Yeah, because who the fucks? No, again, nobody working um, as an invigilator is going to like call you out on that. Because no one's going to be like, right, take off your bra now. Yeah, they have to admit that they were staring at the. Even if you, like, I think you can do that, if you think someone's been cheating, and mm. obviously you can, you can get like. Um, their parents in or something like that so there's ways around it but you just have to then stand in the office and then explain to their presumably pissed off parent who's had to come from work to deal with this of why you were just sta- staring at their breasts you were staring at their 16 year old child's tits it's like not a good look no it's not the not. best look 
<laughs> maybe just let them pass at that point. Oh, you know what oh, though? I've, um, I do know a couple of either invigilators or ex-invigilators, and I just love hearing like the stories of the games they play. Oh, to try and freak people out, like dropping. Not even try to freak people out, just keep themselves entertained. So they'd just be like, oh, uh, stand behind the one you think is going to fail the worst. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. Betting on a child's failure. Just be failure. like, oh, yeah, go and tap on the table of the one that you think looks most nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to make you so nervous. I know. Oh, just so horrible. Accidentally give three tests to one kid so they do all three. And I've heard as well, like... Um, if there's like multiple invigilators, like we had quite a big exams about a couple hundred people at times, depending on what yeah. it was, and there would be like maybe five, six invigilators, and they'd just play Pac-Man. Oh, and chase each other. And like thing. one person would be the Pac-Man, and, and the other people would have to like try and walk slowly without giving it away to all the kids, obviously, that they're trying to chase this one teacher. That's really and as well. That means during that time, you can cheat as much as you fucking want. <laughs> no wonder no one's uh, finding out that we're all cheating on the inside of our water bottles. And like, no one gives a, no one gives a fuck about that anymore because it's the thing is you're not cheating. I know it's the cliche, but you're not cheating the test. You're cheating yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. yet, yes, you'll pass the exam, and you might be able to use that to get in. Like, but the moment you try and go, if you're going and using it to get into higher education or into a, a specialized field, it's going to be immediately apparent to anyone exactly with the, yeah, yeah. With the knowledge that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Unless you're literally using it. it as, I need a good grade in this so I can get into like a good college or something. So I don't and not study it. that subject ever again or talk about yeah. it ever again. Well, because you always hear about those like essay farms and stuff, which I uh, will admit I did used to write for one of those places. Have you ever heard about like, essay farms where you basically just write buy an essay from someone? About oh right, okay, but they've made like an individual essay written yeah, so for what, them so back when I was writing full time a way I supplemented my income was I worked for one of these websites and they had it's the, again it's the loophole of no, do not these are not to be intended to submit it um, like, you know as is do not submit these essays as your own mm-hmm. that is like you know it's unethical and it's technically plagiarism yeah, yeah. what these essays are intended for is to be used as a guide but to should give you an example of what an essay on the subject will look like. Oh, right, of course, yeah, yeah. And as well, then you can use... So the idea is, say, if you want an essay about, um, I don't know, uh, the history of censorship in British soap operas. And it has to be so many about... And and you'd say that, and I want... Well, that's something I did at university. So you'd write in, and you'd you'd, you'd go onto this website, and you'd say, I want this, and it has to be this many words, and I want it by this time. And then what you'd do is, on the rear end, when I was working, you would see it, and you'd be able to pitch for it, and you'd be able to like write your um, what's it now, your qualifications. So you say, oh, right, I, yeah, have yeah. De- I have a, I have a degree in um, theoretical media. No, I think I've heard about this, and like you go, this these are my qualifications, and this is what I'll be charging. Yeah, I will charge you one hundred dollars to write an essay on this. I will mm-hmm. deliver it within three days. Yeah, and they'd do that, and I'd get the money, and I'd send it in. And the thing that I'd always do when I got those is I would take the piss. 
and I would quote the stupidest things possible. <laughs> oh, no. So the thing is, though, because technically the essay is you're supposed to use it as a guide. Yeah, so you're using the, silly quotes because technically they're they're not meant to be using your exact examples. Yes, and the, uh, what I'd do is I'd always like um, just find okay if I'm going to quote somebody, it's got to have a stupid name. So I think once I quoted like a guy called like Professor Sausage, so he's because <laughs> I could quote another guy, but this guy Professor Sausage, I'm just using that as an example. But find a stupider named guy who'd quoted him, and then what oh, I do is I put, big, I put a bit I put a big quote chain in. And say, um, as noted in um, this thing by this guy, um, quoting this guy from this guy to this guy to this guy, and make it as stillful as possible, still <laughs> technically within the parameters of p- proper um, sourcing in an essay. So it would just still like, be technically correct, it would just look stupid as hell. Yeah, and as well, it's just clunkily written. Yeah. And I made quite a decent living doing that, and I always found it really funny. And yes, it's unethical shit because... It is an original essay, and it was written usually to quite a high standard. I don't know mm-hmm. what other people... I usually... Because I only apply for, like, media ones, which is obviously my... What I did for a degree. Yeah, that's, like, and, your actual field. And then you... But the thing, because it's an original essay with original research, and you can't, like, tap in on it, and it will get through most plagiarism checkers. Oh, God, yeah. But I just, I'd like to think that a couple of people just submitted essays like that. And I think as well, I even used to quote myself a lot. So I'd, quote my own, I'd quote my own cracked articles. Oh, and just put, as author, Carl Smallwood put in this incredibly popular viral essay for crack.com. It's like, yes. And then they go and check that, and that's one extra click for Carl. One extra click for Carl. Doubling my money, <laughs> baby. Doubling my money. But that, that, was, uh, that was a weird experience. I stopped doing that um, after a couple but of years. did they ever have a way to get back in contact with you? No, it was only through the site. Oh, okay. Because I was like, you're, did you're... you ever get an email of somebody just going like, Oh, what the fuck? Somebody picked up on this stupid fucking quote. No, I had a profile so, on the site, and obviously, if you if someone wrote in to complain about you, people could write complaints. Say if you didn't do the essay, yeah, or you didn't do a good job. But if one of the if they complain, say I submitted it and it got done for plagiarism, it's not what you shouldn't have plagiarized. It. You shouldn't. It says right there in the disclaimer: do not do this. It is so an example put, so, work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're covered in that regard. That's how they get around found, it. Yeah. So you can't really get kicked off the site. For doing we that. all know like, what it's being used for, but if it's got it in the site, that you can't use it for that. Yeah, it's like it's like when you go on a porno site and it says click this if you're over eighteen. It's like it's not there, and then if you complain about that, <laughs> it's not their fault. It's that level of logic where yeah. we told you not to do it, and you did it. So we covered in we covered from yeah it. we covered our own bags because we warned you in advance not to be that dickhead. I think the one that got me though is I think I I always whenever I saw it, even though it wasn't my chosen field, I would always put in and try and lowball an offer so I'd maybe get um uh, people biting. Was if I saw people asking you to write essays on ethics. Oh god. Yeah, I would always go in and look for the tab on like the philosophy thing and go in and go, okay, where are the people asking for eth- like ethics essays just to <laughs> see the irony was too it was too yeah. Much to pass up. I love that shit, and I won't name the site either because I don't want people going out there and doing it. Because I don't, I don't recommend it. But I needed money. I don't recommend and, it, Cole. But fair play for a taking advantage of the situation that you were in, and b like if people want to find those resources, they probably they will already find. have. Which is the thing of um, a lot of academics, because obviously, say if you specialize in mathematics or something, yeah. It's quite difficult to get a job in that field. Yeah, of course. But you have a lot of knowledge in it. 
So apparently that's why those services are so popular because the essays you buy generally are quite high quality because they're being written by usually recent graduates who just did the course and passed and just can't get a job. Oh, right, try, yeah, yeah, or course, try to earn yeah, extra yeah. money. And most of the time it's earns better money than tutoring because with tutoring you have to like deal with people. With this, you can just sit down on your ass and just write something. Yeah, so tutoring is such like a subjective thing and you have to rely on everybody else. Whereas you, if, if one person you know, doesn't want your essay, then on to the next. Yeah, but I know Easy a few else. people who earned quite a good living doing that. And there was Fair also enough. like um, hired gun type websites where people would do projects and say, I've got this project, I've got this budget, and pitch for it. And you would always, I also wrote one of those sites, and you would always, always, always see the ones like this kid, or oh, this person's clearly got an essay that needs to be done by next week. <laughs> oh, I need a thousand word article, I need a thousand word um essay on this subject by tomorrow I'm willing to pay a hundred dollars it's like oh <laughs> do your own work dickhead oh god well if there are any aspiring writers out there uh, I want to say people want to get an essay if there are aspiring writers out there and you have an expert in a particular field an expertise in a particular field and you want to earn a bit of extra money that is a uh, go take advantage of lazy people yeah take advantage of them lazy people as well because again it's the same thing with the cheating in an exam even if they use that to get a degree what they're doing they're wasting their money and their time to get a degree in a field where they will never succeed because they won't have the knowledge and they've to not do it. and they've and they've not got the work ethic to you know succeed yeah so if anything they're they're fucking themselves over twice because they're losing out on the knowledge in the field and then they're losing out on money and just like the expertise to write something well as well yeah but uh, I don't begrudge anyone doing that because it's how I earned a bit of money back in the day oh fair enough not, not proud of it but at the same time. You know, that pay for plenty of nights out for me. <laughs> You've got to earn a living some week, Carl. Yeah, everyone's got to do it. Everyone's got their own hustle. But I, I, that was just an amusing one that I used to do for a while. Oh, fair enough. And my idea was like, oh, try and quote myself and people... I love that idea. Yeah. you got to do it, haven't you? Why not? I know, yeah. If you're, if you're in a position where you're like writing some quote-unquote example work for somebody, yeah, just fucking use your own pieces. Well, my reasoning always was, as well, the person who's going to go to the effort of buying this is never going to fucking read it. They don't care. Oh, yeah, of course. They're, they're lazy. They will not read it. They will not check. They will not they go will probably go, yeah, this looks like the right amount of words. Good. Yeah, they'll do it. They'll put their name on it and send it in, and that's the end of our transaction. But I'd like to think there was quite a few... There's quite a lot of uh, just professors out there who are randomly going why the fuck is he quoting this guy <laughs> and then bring because what I like to imagine my perfect the, the perfect thing for me would be if someone got called in because the essay was either really good or really bad but then their professor oh no actually if it, if it was really good and the professor wanted them to talk about it oh yeah I know this probably never happened because I, I don't I wasn't that knowledgeable but I was cheap and I was fast <laughs> that's the one is it you can have one of the it's the there's a triangle and it's picked two you can have oh, it done yeah, yeah. cheap and well. You can, have it done, you can have it done. You can have it done well and cheap, but you can't have it done fast. You can have it done fast and well, but you can have it done cheap. You can have it done cheap and uh, cheap and fast. What's the other combination I'm missing? Yeah. Cheap and fast, but not well. Cheap and fast, but not uh, well. Cheap and well, but not fast. Oh, fast and well, but not cheap. Yeah, I got my yeah. way. That's the one. So I was that guy. I was appealing to my niche. <laughs> but I just have this image in my head of some guy going, "Wow, um, I've never seen anyone with such a, a nuanced." unique take on this subject it's like what inspired you to you know 
quote Professor Sausage. <laughs> so she, like, they have to sit there and say, like, oh, I just thought. Like, why did you even find his book? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. So I just like, I hope that. And then they got they got found out and then got kicked out of university. So, Carl, is that what's on your uh, business card? What? Cheap and fast, but not well Cheap done. and fast. No, it's, what, it's what's on my Tinder profile, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you can take me to you can take me to spoons, and I will give I will nudge your world in the sack for five minutes straight. <laughs> the best one. Oh. Right, so I'm back now, and I've got I've got a beer with me. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. One more. Oh. oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so good. I'm just gonna play that back on loop over and over. <laughs> doing it. So what I'm doing. I've got a cobra, and Joe reason I bought cobra. Go on. It was cheap for a start. And two, there is, I like Cobra because there is like a premium version of Cobra, the beer. And do you know what it's called? King Cobra. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's oh, that like is... some marketing guy thought of that and went, what do we call like the premium version of this beer? How about King Cobra? And it comes in a really big, it's like, yes. Fucking <laughs> right. See, my question is though, did somebody think of the word, like the name King Cobra first? And then was like, you know what? That's too good. It's like, we've got to make a standard version. We'll just make Cobra for now. And just you wait till big old King Cobra comes out. Oh, my, so good. Because it's the beer you always get when you go to Indian restaurants. Oh, yeah, yeah. You notice this. Whenever you go to an Indian restaurant, they just always give you Cobra for some reason. It don't even come from India. I bet it's made in, like, fucking... I mean, it's probably brewed over here or something. Um, But I think it is an Indian brand, if I'm not mistaken. It's dis- distributed by Molson Coors, so it's made by Coors. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm assuming, but I'm assuming it's like an Indian beer. Yeah, it's like, beer, um, I, do... I remember when I was back in uni and we had like a few foreign students living with us. Um, yes. This was the year like you moved out of that big house and half the big house oh, was like filled with like me and Charles and like a few friends. But the rest was filled up by foreigners. And there were these uh, two Belgian girls. Oh, so they would have liked their beer then. And they, they liked the beer. And we were like, oh, you know what? None of us really know each other. Uh, let's have one night where we, we all sit together, have a drink and get to know each other a bit. And they come back from the shop with like a 24 crate of Stella Artois. Oh, God. And we were like, oh, no, what have you done? And they were like, what do you mean? What's... It's Belgian beer. We were like, that is not your Belgian beer. That's Stella. Like, that's Stella. And they were like, yeah, it's a Belgian brand. And we were like, look at the can. And the can just had brewed in the UK. And they were oh. like, oh, no. And they there took so one many sip nice beers. and they were like, what have we done? There were so many nice beers in fucking Belgium as well. I felt so bad because that happened to us when we went over there. We didn't realise Stella over in Belgium actually tastes nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we got served it when we went to the Belgian Beer Museum and went, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the Belgian Beer Museum, you're serving Stella. And we found, oh, actually, it's not bad. But yeah, it's brewed differently over here. Yeah, like, right. in England, it is piss water. Yeah, it is known colloquially as white beer. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone, for anyone, any Americans listening, like, why is this bit now? It's known as white. I think it's the equivalent for Americans, like, Pabst Blue Ribbon, which is the cheap hipster beer that no fucker likes. Oh, okay. But yeah, just the disappointment of... Them taking one sip and going, oh no, we have 24 oh. cans of this to get through. Well, it's like in the UK, so if you go to, what is it, Aldi, and you get the stubbies. Oh, the yeah. The two percenters, the two percent stubbies, that's like, smell like piss. When yeah. You open them up. They're, they're, why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? 
Oh, so no. we had, there was a friend of mine who had a barbecue every year, and we'd always just go to a shop and just get like three crates of them each because they were four pound. <laughs> so basically, you're just drinking piss weak beer all day. Yeah. But by the end of the day, you are drunk because you've had like fourteen bottles of it. Yeah. Great. <laughs> when you've had, when you've had a twenty four crate of this two percent shandy, you'll be all right. Oh man, it's so fucking good. Love me some Cobra. Oh, I did get yeah. it's cheap. We don't do advertising on this podcast. I just thought I'd mention it because I like the name. I like the fact that the big one's called King Cobra. Yeah, not you know, um, hashtag not sponsored, guys. Yeah. We're not. We might do. You never know. Yeah. Maybe Bruce should start doing like well, the free version of this app, isn't there? <laughs> Which I don't know what they're doing with that yet. I mean, we'll get that one day, Carl. Oh, fair enough. You still edit the other podcast now, don't you, William? Oh, no, no. It's all edited. It just needs oh, to you just need to upload it. Yeah, it just needs to be uploaded. Ah, oh, fair enough. In which case, then, we've been recording for like an hour and a half, so we'll close off now. But, Lucas, is there any other things? We've talked about your week, and we never talked about my week. Well, that's what I think. I, like, I kept waiting for a break in the conversation to be like, oh, so, Carl, what have you done with your week? And then we just never got there. Yeah. Well, we can, some, we can do that now, because what I did with my week was I worked. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've worked and I've been to the gym. That sounds alright. Yeah, I had some chicken. Oh yeah. I've eaten a lot. I've eaten a lot of chicken because I need to get some protein down. Oh, you know what? Um, so we had friends come up last weekend, and they brought the dog with them, and he had like um little chicken pieces as treats. Oh yes. And they left a bag of like this dog treats. Just it was just chicken in the fridge, and they forgot to bring it back home with them. And I just looked at it and had that moment of, do I just eat a dog's chicken? <laughs> it's chicken, but you know in your head it's the dog's chicken. Yeah, like, I, I put that bag in the bin going, oh no, it's chicken. I know I can eat this, but on the bag it said it's for dogs, so now I feel <laughs> bad about eating it. Because it's just for, even though it, it's just bits of chicken. Oh, bad. No, that's the, that's the thing, because I've got... Uh... It's the number one thing that I have to buy whenever I go fucking shopping. I've got to look like, okay, as, how much protein's it got in it? Yeah. Because uh, I checked. It's like, how much do I need to have in a day? It's like, you need to have 100 grams. That doesn't sound like a lot. It's like, how much is there in a chicken breast? 20 grams. What? <laughs> no! See, so Cole, fu- this is why you just work for a chicken restaurant. Yeah, you've got it. You work for Nando's when you get chicken all day. It's so, so easy thought, to just get like 100 more grams protein of protein than I need for free every day. One chicken breast must have it all in. It's like, no, it doesn't. It's fucking hell. Oh, it's so easy for me. I'm just like, what's that? A free meal with 75 grams of protein? I'll take that. You cock. So I've got to figure out a way around. So everything I buy is just that in it. So that's all I've been doing this week. Because I've, I've been to the gym like five times. Oh, right, yeah. So I just like, but because obviously you're so hungry, all I do is just get back and it's like, what am I having? I guess just more rice. More chicken. More rice and chicken, the standard. The standard, the gym standard. Right? Yeah, we should have that. Yeah, just, they should just sell it out of the gym. Is it, it the question is though, Carl? Is it white or brown rice? How far it's, are you committing? It is just microwave, like Uncle Ben's. Oh no, Carl! Which is just that you can get it for a pound, and you can you can make two portions out of it. I'm sorry, Carl, but you can buy a packet of rice that'll last you a week for like forty p. Yeah, but it's not all the flavour. I'm, I'm earning that big dick YouTube money now. Oh, I can afford Uncle Ben. Just a bit of salt and pepper will do. No, man, Uncle Ben it. Cheap as shit. Uncle Ben. Gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've done this year. Just exercised, done work, and then I recorded this podcast. So I thought we were recording it tomorrow. Oh, really? So I was like, I was settling in. I was going to stream tonight. I thought, oh, I'll just go to, go to the office and I'll stream for a bit. And you messaged me going, 
yeah, we, we can't, oh, bollocks, got to do that now. Yeah, because normally you like message me the day before and like, oh, I'm still on for a podcast tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And I was just at this wedding last night, like, Carl, you still not message me. Like, what's going on? And then I like, woke up this morning, I was like, right, I think I need to message Carl. He hasn't mentioned it yet. Oh, oh dear me, I apologise. I was, do you know what? I was probably eating chicken. You know what? I'm working a 10-hour shift tomorrow, so I think I'll do a podcast after that. It'll be fine. All right. No, don't do that. We'll do it. We'll figure it out. Well, I'm dog-sitting soon, and I don't know if I want to take home my microphone or my microphone to my, to my brother's house and dog-sitting his dog and just have the dog on as a guest. You know what? We should do it. Because, because his dog is like the most excitable dog in the world, <laughs> where if you leave the room and come back in, that's all you can hear for the next 10 minutes is just, I'm trying to get... Try to think like the tail wagging. Oh so yeah! So all you can just hear, all you can hear against the laminate is just, just like that. You see, and he's got um, laminate floor as well, which means you get my favourite noise in the world, which is dog walking on laminate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Do you know you just don't you like just sat and you're just like watching TV and you just hear <laughs> the the dog trying to sneak on laminate floor. Yeah, like, it's not working, dog. Um, she does the thing that my old dog used to do, which is quite weird, where if you're asleep in bed, um, the dog will come in, All right. it'll sniff your feet, and it'll try and sneak into bed with you. <laughs> and it's really weird because they're both staffies, and they're both one. my old dog's called Penny, my brother's dog's called Poppy, and they both do this same thing. Whereas if you're asleep in bed, it'll, the dog will try and do that. So I do the same thing with it to freak it out, and I'll, I'll hear the door open because... God bless the dog. It gets into the room by headbutting the door. Of course I'm going to hear that. But it thinks it's been so stealthy. It's just like, he'll so it never head- know. So it headbutts its way into the room and then creeps around and sniffs around my feet and it crawls into bed. And it slides up. It's like sliding into my fucking DMs. Like, whoo! <laughs> head first, top of the body. Hey, you, by this point, I could, I, could, I could feel the whiskers around my ankles. And it crawls up towards my side and then puts its head in my uh, my shoulder. Oh. And what I do every time is I reach all the way over and I grab the quill. And I just oh, pull back the quill as quickly as I can. And go, what are you doing? <laughs> and the dog just like jumps up and just like spins around on the bed and then dives under the quilt again. <laughs> and it falls for it every time. Oh, God. It's like, oh, God. See, I, um, I re- always remember like staying at my mate's house. And this was back when I was like in high school. And he had um, a border collie. Oh, yes. And it'd just Bloody. be like, man, okay, so the door's shut, but, like, they're a bit loose, and the dog can always, like, find a way to get in. Dog, dog's quite a clever dog. It, it knows how to use the handles and yeah. stuff like that. You know, the classic. And I'd always be on, like, a futon on the floor, <laughs> and then it'd just be, like, six o'clock in the morning, as soon as the sun rises, that dog is just on top of me, just licking my face, like, come on, get up. It's like, oh, no, just leave me alone. That reminds me, I'll tell, I've got one more dog story. This, this is one that closes off. Um, house I lived in once. I've lived in a lot of houses over the years. I don't think anyone can really keep track. But I'll, You've moved I'll around quite scene. a bit, Carl. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Rolling stone me, baby. Gavin's no moss. Um, I'll set the scene where it was a house where I lived with like four or five people. And we had three or four people over. And my friend had two dogs. One very big dog mm. and one quite small dog. And this small dog was the most ugly fucking thing you have ever seen. Oh, like, Carl, no. There's no such no, thing no, as an ugly dog. No. Leave it alone. I will send you a picture of this dog. It was a fucking ugly <laughs> dog. 
Like this dog looked like it'd walk, like it'd fallen down the ugly tree, into the ugly pool, climbed out and got hit by the ugly bus. Oh god! But we, no. loved, but, but we loved him because he was just he was like a rat. And what happened was one morning after we got in, after we'd had a really really heavy night out for someone's birthday, and we'd all got in and we'd all had takeaways, and all those takeaways, obviously people sleeping on the floor, were all over the floor. Oh yeah. And when you're in, it's three o'clock in the morning, you're drunk. The dogs had all the take. Like, the, the dogs, <laughs> like you are not, you are not. Like, the big dog was fine, obviously, because the dog, like, wolfed it all down straight away. Yeah. The little dog, I think, got the leftovers, and he had like the left, the remnants, the little of, like, scraps, a, a crappy kebab. Yeah. And the next morning, I remember because I was sat upstairs in my room, recovering, and I just heard two of the people downstairs get the little dog. Oh, hi, Otto. How are you doing? Why, you, why, why are you sat down so? Like, so weirdly. Oh, God. And I just remember I just heard a little... <laughs> a little one. I heard it from upstairs that all the doors were open. And then about 30 seconds... I don't know, like three seconds later, I just heard, Oh, oh, my God, no! Because they'd, pick, they'd picked him up, and apparently he was sat down to stop himself from pooing his own... He's pooing himself. Oh, the, mo- no. the moment they picked him up, he farted and diarrhoeed all over the floor. Oh, but bear in mind, people were sleeping on the floor. Yeah. And there was someone lying down on the floor, just like recovering. And oh. there was splashback onto their head. This like this poor person just like, oh no, I, yeah. I regret my life decisions. I'm, I'm recovering yeah. and then just diarrhoeing. And it went all over the floor. And obviously people try to stand up and get out. Oh, and the thing is, like when you're stomping over it, it's spreading all the floor. People are stomping it in their bare feet. They're trampling <laughs> up the stairs. There were quilts in it. There were oh, pillowcases no. all over it. And then little Otto doesn't know what he's doing, so he starts <laughs> pooing everywhere. So they drop him. So then he drop. They drop him on the floor. And he's just pooing out everywhere. And all I remember, th- and all I remember doing is hearing it, hearing people go, "Oh God, there's poo everywhere." Looking over to my door and reaching my foot across and shutting the door with my foot. <laughs> I don't want you to And just went, you know what? I'll pretend that I'm, I got up half an hour later and didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm going to pretend I, I had deep. no idea this was all going on. It's just, I looked at the door, I went, I could go downstairs and help, but these aren't really my friends. But you these know what, Carl? Help yourself instead. Yeah. Oh, God, that was... Just, they were already beyond very, just very slowly just kicked the door shut and went, you know what, I'm not being paid to deal with this. <laughs> I heard the fart from my room. Oh, God. And I found out after the fart, like, yeah, Carl, it came out with some force. Like, we've <laughs> oh, never, we no. never, you never expected it. You, you'd have thought that it was like, we. they described it later as a car running over a toothpaste tube. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> little, little fuzzy auto. It's so fucking ugly. You never knew we could be my... such a dangerous fucking weapon. It's because I found out after the fact when I moved out that my friend said, oh, my mum took, she fell in love with him. Oh, right. Her mum fell in love with this like really fuck ugly dog. Yeah. Got him and just basically started like, treating him super nice. So they got him shaved like properly. And I remember that they said, oh, do you want to see a picture of Otto like groomed? I went, yes, absolutely. And they showed me it and I fell over because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> That's how, and they said, oh yeah, um, at home, they got him to play Toto in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> and on the night that he did, he shit himself again. Oh, no. So like, there's a production of Toto. Uh, Wizard of Oz, someone saw it. Fucking scun thought where Toto shit his pants. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. 
Dear. That was like the that was just the best thing I've ever seen. I'm so happy. And I'm not sure we can talk about it for today's podcast. You can't. That's the dog story. For <laughs> Hopefully, when we do the podcast from when I'm dog sitting, so we need to figure out how we're going to do that. I'm hoping that poppy doesn't poop everywhere. We're going to have to figure it out, but yeah, God. Yeah, I'll save the poppy story for when we've got it because there are so many stories about that dog. Because my brother, um, he's not like me. He's an hard nut. Or he tries to be. He thinks he is. But, but he, he every like, that facade drops the moment he starts talking about this dog. Oh. <laughs> and this dog has the bright pink collar. It has little t-shirts when it's cold that say, like, Daddy's Little Princess on it. <laughs> it has the big fluffy bed. But... And it is the, I'll finish off with this one because that story is a bit disgusting. Um, his dog, Poppy, loves a cup of tea. This is a, a trait shared by Penny, our previous dog, mm. where I used to give every morning before I went to school, I would have a cup of tea and I'd leave the remnants for po- uh, Penny to have before I went to school. Yeah, yeah. Poppy also has a cup of tea, but it's gone next level, mate, where Poppy only drinks tea out of her mug. No. And I did not believe this. I was like... That's bullshit. No, no, because what I've done is I've trained her so she knows that that's her mug. Oh, God. <laughs> so, when, so if you have your tea and put it on the floor, she won't steal it. I mean, that, to be fair, props yeah. to that. So he doesn't drink tea because when people come over, I don't want to stealing other people's yeah, tea. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? So I said, no, it's not. That's not true. And there is a picture series online somewhere of me testing this thing. I'll try and get another one where it's me putting my own cup of tea in her face and she's tilting her head like, no. That's not no. my mug. No, that's not can't my mug. And I got her mug and I held it out and again refused to take it. I went, what's going on here? Put it on the floor and then she just walks up and just gingerly starts drinking out of the mug. Oh my God. So I, I can't believe this. He's trained her to have her own. Fair mug. fucking play. That's beautiful. That's how, com- that's how committed he is. We'll tell more poppy stories soon. But yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed this uh, rambunctious Hopefully so. garden path conversation. Where we have uh, discussed many things, including probably some advice we shouldn't have given if we've got younger people listening. I mean, Carl, are there any young okay. girls listening? We also this, swear like, on this podcast, so we're not doing yeah. any favors for them, really. But we've just told like every teenage girl listening to this, like how because there's probably thousands of them, how to cheat at their exams and get away with it. I mean, so Carl, use that knowledge for good. Don't just tell the girls to do it; just get the guys to start wearing skirts and bras. Yeah, why not? I was going to question it. No, do it. It's 21st century, man. You can do what you want. Exactly. It's a school. It's only a school uniform. They'll tell you which one of them you got to wear. <laughs> that is true. But, oh God, my vo- that was a voice cracking out. <laughs> but, so, as per usual, Monsieur Lucas, is there anything you want to say before we go or plug? Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, as always, I have my YouTube channel that I am currently trying to get off the ground. It is uh, Legend of Kanto. A little uh, Pokemon reference, and I also have a Twitter which is Canto Legend underscore, and it hurts yeah, me a little bit inside every time I have to say it. Do we talk about this on the podcast? We did, yeah, yeah, last week. Yeah, where I talked about how you had to get that name. It's like, oh, yeah. mate, always, always plan ahead. I know. So I tried, but should I did, you took my advice and are not using your own personal Twitter, are you? Oh no, I am not. I wish I'd use that advice, but it's Can fine because Carl uh, tagged me in a tweet. With my own personal one, anyway. I forgot, and I didn't realize. Oh God, sorry, mate. <laughs> but yeah, Legend of Kanto, and for me, it's just just keep listening to his podcast. Go watch Fight Club. It's it's really nice to keep getting paid for sitting and having a beer and talking to a mate. Oh yeah, it's really it's, it's really cool. But yeah, thank you for listening, and hope everyone has a nice week. Goodbye, guys.